Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie? Our movie right now is Goblet of Fire. We're half, almost halfway. We're approaching the halfway mark of our 24-hour malaria-thon to raise money for the Against Malaria Foundation. It is going swimmingly. We've got a million people in the chat room, and it's great, and it's awesome, and it's fun. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or blurry of Goblet of Fire. Press play and press pause when the Warner Brothers logo fades to creepy, bl mostly black frame of skull, which I believe is symbolic of the rest of the movie. When Warner Brother fades to death. <laughs> face to death press pause in a second I'll say three two one unpause at which point I'll press play you'll press play watch the movie the graphics can be like any other commentary except of course with 35,000 friends in your head because this room is packed with people who have come out for the malaria-thon but for right now the people on mic are myself as always Teague Christie my friend Alex Ruger hello from the podcast Uncomposed on the Friends in Your Head Network Kyle Mattingly hi who is just a guy with a beard and Michael Dorkman Scott <laughs> hello and on the fifth mic right now we got Eddie the Eddie Doty hi and we've got that mic open for everyone else so Eddie stole my thing people will be <laughs> what I do that's so unprofessional Kyle right, said bye. hi and then, and then Eddie said hi goodbye we're gonna go ahead and uh, let's see let's just get let's just jump into it shall we so you're at the point where the Warner Brothers logo has faded to pretty dark frame with skull on it like we are here put your finger on the button three two one unpause brilliant all right, the first thing I asked when I came in here today and met Dorkman and pleasantries were exchanged, I was like, so, uh, am I correct in assuming that you hate <laughs> Goblet of Fire? <coughs> and he Re said... Rewatching this film, um, I, I think a lot of people, and I'm not the only one, as, as people who, who have uh, watched the MuggleNet video before this will have noticed, um, this film was a lot better received initially than yes. it has held up yes. over time. And I think... Part of it is people were so impressed by how, because because this was the first one where they talked about uh, comp splitting it into two movies. Yeah, and the fact that they managed to compress the plot, the entire plot, into a single movie without losing honestly too much stuff and coherently doing it, um, I think impressed a lot of people. And, yes, and is really what got the um, the initial positive response. Uh, and also, of course, the rebirth of Voldemort sequence is spot on. Um, that being said, I think that going back and rewatching the film, it is wildly uneven yes. tonally. Um, it it makes odd choices in what it chose to keep and and to leave out sometimes. Um, it it does a lot of stuff for the sake of um, you know drama and excitement as opposed to character and story. And so um, you know, there's I know a lot. Some people love the, the dragon task and the dragon sequence and that whole chase across Hogwarts. But for me, it's like, how about we cut that in half or just do it like it was in the book, yes. which is very brief, yes. and spend those extra... If you must have those extra four, minute, four minutes, spend them on character. In fact, spend the, them on point, story. the point of the whole dragon task is Harry was like, I have to make this fast. Yeah. Because if I drag it out, that thing's going to kill me. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and, and we'll, we're going to spend a whole movie talking about how this movie makes odd choices in terms of um, what it spends its real estate on, you know, in terms of screen time, real estate, and what it chooses to focus on. Um, I, the, the not, God, the name of the director is escaping me right now. Mike so Newell. Like, Mike Newell. Mike Newell makes some. He has some motivating choices in terms of what he likes to focus on. And our our friends at MuggleNet rightly pointed out that he's just interested in just boarding school as yep. opposed yeah. to magic at all. But reading the book. This first sequence, usually the prologue, was the first time I remember reading a Harry Potter book and just getting through the prologue going, oh, uh, S just got real. Yes. Um, and you definitely do get this sense here, which is for me part of the reason why in multiple viewings, 
um, the movie kind of suffers because it does, like Mike says, it does get this element so right in terms of tone, in terms of mood, in terms of just tension. Uh, and then you spend a lot of time, you know, the, the Yule Ball, you know, like it's just it just it doesn't quite line up. It, it also is as uh Michael Harley on uh, one of the guys we talked with MuggleNet. I love the way he put it. There's there's an implosion of the mystery plot. Right yeah. here at the beginning, we've been told everything we need to know about it. Barty Crouch Jr., who we'll see later, is out of Azkaban. He's working for Voldemort. Yeah. He's with Voldemort. There's there's a whole plan. They've planned to go after Harry Potter. There is no mystery yeah. involved if, if in this film. If they had done this scene exactly the way they did it in the book, I think it would have been a little better. Yeah. And Although the look on the look on Wormtail's face just there when he just gives yeah. him that grin. Hey. Yeah. And then this this moment with the, the switch to the teapot, it's like, was that part of Harry's dream? Was there a cutaway to the teapot? Also, <laughs> just then for yeah, the scream? Why would you do that? Radcliffe's squirming in pain yeah. doesn't necessarily convey pain. Yeah. He looked like he might be enjoying that a little yeah. bit. But, okay, so so we've skipped over the entire... I, I love... Yeah. Ron covers his yeah, breasts. He's just a... Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's the such vapors. a prude. But I... Um, we skipped over the Dursleys here. Every book begins with the Dursleys, mm-hmm. but not every movie does. I kind of like that, actually. Um, which part? Skipping that, that, that we've just gone. Okay, we don't need to see it. You again. don't need it. I mean, I mean, I understand what I understand why people want to see it because it is a very funny scene mm-hmm. when the Dursleys uh, when the the Weasleys come and basically blow up the yes. Dursleys' house yes. and just right. destroy everything. Um, but I mean, just from a not not even from a, a you know, film running time standpoint, just from a practical standpoint, it's like that's two days with three actors you don't need and a set you don't need to shoot in and you're going to blow it up and you're going to do, you know, that's that's a $2 million sequence that you can cut and you've got a lot of other things to spend money yeah. on in this movie. So uh, I understand, even even aside from the running time aspect, I understand why they chose to skip that because it doesn't ultimately matter for the plot. It's, no. it's thematically, you know, leaving the Dursleys is a big thing, but... Um, they didn't need it. Cedric here. We've just been introduced. We've, to who we've just just been introduced and, and to. And just introduced to Mr. Robert Pattinson, who <laughs> yes. is from nowhere at this point. He's just some guy. Yeah. Uh, opinions on this specifically, and Robert Pattinson as an actor. I. I don't. I, someone, I, someone else go before I just take. I liked him in that that Cronenberg movie he was in was just weird and kind of all over the place. But I I did like him in that. I I like him a great deal. Obviously Twilight. We and if you've not listened to our scathing commentary on Twilight, please do so at friendsyourhead.com. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mike and I basically reenact the printer scene from Office Space on that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think he's better than a lot of like sort of what he's given. I still this think this bit right here, by the way, the floating down to the ground, not successful to me. It's very chitty chitty bang. Yeah, not a. <laughs> I like it. But go ahead, sorry, Eddie. No, it's okay. Uh, so yeah, I just uh, for that for I think he's gonna surprise us. In the next few years, I did see Water for Elephants with him and a uh, um, Reese Witherspoon in it, and that was okay. Uh, but it wasn't. I don't. I, I. I don't have hate for Robert Pattinson. I think he. Uh, I, I think at some point he's going to surprise us with yes. something. I think he's got to marinate in some. We're going to get next shot uh, right of frame. There's some house elves whoop, going by. Oh, Just a hi. quick little nod to the the spew subplot, yeah. which doesn't exist anymore. I, I think Robert Pattinson is a good actor. I think uh, in Twilight, he is acting well. Because that role calls for a creepy 120-year-old guy in love with a 17-year-old. And by golly, he's a creepy, disinterested, 
guy who emotionally abuses a 17 year old girl i mean that's what he does in those movies so i mean he's made it very clear in interviews that he knows twilight sucks so i don't think we can really hold it against (laughs) that's it's true he's totally like dude i did it for the yeah there was a great like they paid me a lot of money and now every woman under the age of 40 wants to sleep they wrote me a check and it cleared what do you want like an outstanding supercut of his like reactions and interviews for like other projects where someone brings up twilight and he gives like the unguarded reaction as opposed to at a press junket for twilight like he's got his, his guard up so it's like he'll be doing like a, a, a press junket for some other movie and someone throws in Twilight and you see his face go, huh. uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, yes, yeah, that, that's serious. <laughs> he, he is yeah. more open about what Twilight is than Shia was about what Transformers was. Yeah. yeah. And and the and the series is over, so he's like, screw him. What and something that I've never understood for both Shia and for Pattinson is that they shit on the movies that we all also shit on. Yeah. Oh, that's two nuts I have to buy. Sorry, guys. Uh, they S on the movies that we all also S on and we give them S like we're like yeah, yeah. no screw that guy it's like but wait he just said the thing that you say like, I never why, I why never had just... that problem yeah, with Shia I, I'm yeah, totally but the whole, cool with Shia dude. Yeah, I, yeah. no I am too it's just I, the whole internet seems to be like out against like Shia or Pattinson whenever they're like ah he's, he's crapping all over the thing that made him rich I'm like you crap all over the thing that made him rich I I liked the um, I actually like this change in the in the book they actually are in the the uh, 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 the minister's box they're in the box with him and, and all of that since they don't since they don't need to be there because that's the winky subplot and everything yeah. that, that no longer yes. exists they don't need to be there so it makes Correct. better sense at character wise for them to be stuck up here no and I, I think way would better. i stand at that rail that high up. no no nope. well i i really looking at this i forgot that they had inverted the stadium the stadium yes. goes down instead of all up. Right. I don't. Oh, is it right. that way in the book? No, the book is. Pretty sure it, it's it just doesn't the necessarily describe, describe it. Describe it, yeah. But it just it's the same thing of you have the really high seats and the really low seats. Yeah. Do we get Vila here? I forget. No, no, no Vila, Vila. No leprechauns aside no, from the, the fireworks. Yeah. Um, this is, and I remember again. I, I that's such a cool little broom trick that he yeah, just that was, did. That was pretty great. This. Uh, I was disappointed when I saw this because I was a dumb fan. Uh, when they didn't actually show the match. Yeah, yeah. But they, it is very striking. It, it is. It is an cool edit designed match. to make you say, "Wait, really?" There, there is no need to show the match, though. None of that matters. Uh, and I mean, really, the only the only need here is that the the only point of the Quidditch World Cup sequence is for the Death Eaters and for that the disaster yep, right, at yep. the World Cup. So you have to show the camp. You have to show the aftermath, and you have to show at least this much of the game so people understand watching it why the hell are all these wizards in tents mm-hmm. on the on the side yeah, of a hill? Yeah, you can do it in a book. Yeah, doing it in the in the movie would be ridiculous. But I, I have to say, if if some of you visual effects guys want to get together some month and shoot the match from the Quidditch World Cup, it is so cool in the book with yeah, the Ronsky a lot of cool stuff. and the way the the. <laughs> We Harry finally actually, see a seeker catch the snitch and lose the game. Yeah, Harry actually pulled. That, that's a, that, whenever people are arguing about Quidditch um, and how it doesn't make sense. I'm like, no! At the Quidditch World Cup, he catches the snitch and the game is lost. It works. Because, it makes sense at a professional level. Because the Irish seeker <laughs> tried for a Ronsky yeah. feint and failed and hurt. Yeah, I, I think the Quidditch, the, the entire actual game sequence. It's so much easier to cut when you realize how many other plot lines they've excised. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's around like it. there's dozens of characters that have been cut out of this. Oh, yeah. We've lost Ludo Bagman. And yep. that we've well, lost Ludo it. Bagman, which then involves Ludo the entire Bagman, plot he line. He would have been great. Stephen Fry. Yes, been uh, a great uh, that Ludo was Bagman. brought up in the chat earlier. Okay. But yeah. you, by losing Bagman, you lose the entire Weas- uh, the uh, the Weasley brothers plot. Of yeah. them pursuing oh, yeah, him throughout yeah. the entire thing that ties into the whole goblin issue that you, it's it kind of just 
spirals outwards yeah. just how many plots they, intersect they, and they, here's they, the Ku Klux Klan yeah they kept <laughs> it's funny because they they uh, I'm guessing for um for ratings even though this this movie as I recall came out at PG-13 um, they cut the bit where they're suspending the the muggles. Yeah, you don't see that. Like that wasn't a trailer. That wasn't a trailer. You see them the the muggles I, I would have liked above to them. see that because and uh, uh, the, them torturing them. And there's there's a, a remnant of it here because there's a close up of them after the that was clearly cut in after the visual effects were already done of something streaming out of their wands. They're waving them above their heads, yeah. but they don't actually cut where you to the wide where you see the uh, the floating character, you know, Muggle family. Two because things. That was probably never, ha- having never read the books before seeing this, um, <laughs> this seemed like like half a dozen Death Eaters slaughtering hundreds of wizards. Yeah, it yeah. seems no that way, sense. but it isn't at all. They, they didn't really kill anyone as far yeah, as I but, know. Yeah, uh, but all of this being burned down, it looks like everybody it's, died. It's hooliganism. Because yeah. the last thing you see is people running away and falling down, and then you cut back, and it's like, whoa! Yeah, but this is yeah, this is the, the over-dramatization that Mike Newell brings to it. It's not that... There was there was a bit of drama, and it was hooliganism and some vandalism. It's like they burned an, like a square 10 miles of the world yeah. to the ground and killed yeah. everybody. And, you know, now we're seeing it was a, It was a football frame. riot, is yeah. what it was. exactly. Just a racist football riot, which, yeah. frankly, happens a lot. <laughs> and, and that right there, in combination with the prologue, there goes the mystery. Because you're right. Yep. I mean, yep. the it's large out. mystery for a good chunk who of cast this the, is who cast who, the, thing, who and, cast the yeah. thing, who had the wand, where, you know, all of that. And yeah, they where we where we learn about Priori and Cantatum, which never comes up again, or, or you know, which will come up. If we didn't yeah. get the shot of Tennant in that coat in the prologue, yeah, and left everything else the same, I think it improves it. Maybe yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Because uh, then, otherwise, we just that's a cool shot. Yeah, we I got, love that. I we love got that. a funny tweet in the thingy from uh, from Cat over at MuggleNet, who's a publicity manager, and she's on a bunch of the shows. She said, "Going to sleep so I can wake up at three thirty a.m. to watch Order of the Phoenix with Wade and Potter. Enjoy the worst party movie, guys." <laughs> Hashtag Goblin. <laughs> I love. Uh, by the way, I love that they did. They've changed the wands a bit, especially in this one, to more accurately reflect the characters, which doesn't make sense if they got it at eleven years old, but whatever. And I love the fact that Barty crouches is like a table leg. It's this so, gigantic yeah, thing yeah. that he's just sticking in your face. Yes. <laughs> He's just this ridiculous Olive, person. Ollivander had a really off day when he made that one. Yeah, but like uh, later on, we uh, see Voldemort's wand, which is the one he got when he was a child. Yes. Right? Because it's got the, yes, the same yes. the same core. And it's this evil bone hook yes, wand. Yes, and it's like, yes. really? You he gave that away? <laughs> he was 11 years old. And they're like, this will go well. Yeah. This is clearly going to be did fine. You, really, you, you go with that wand. Did you really have to go with the sorting no, hat? No, he didn't I mean, put really. the sorting hat on. Like he was walking up to the sorting hat and the kid was like, really? Yeah. Slytherin. What? <laughs> I do but, like the design of the dark mark uh, uh, in the sky. Kind of, I a, like it Aurora. a little more the way it's described in the book, where it's like stars, oh, like it's okay. a, it's dot, it's a constellation, mm. a green constellation. Uh, but I certainly do like what what they've done in the actual uh, movie. Uh, what do you think of Tenet as Crouch? Awesome. <sighs> Me too. I don't I, like. I, him. I don't he like the tongue like thing. An evil doctor, Hate the tongue thing. Great. He just needed something though. He, he maybe he needed something, but the fact again is it as soon as. As soon as Moody does that, it's like, yep, there I, it is. Gave you, it away. You really, you really think it was that obvious? Oh, it's super obvious. I, there's even a, every time he does it, there's even a sting on the soundtrack. Like, <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> yeah, that's true. The music does do a thing. It, it's yeah. almost, it, it's almost he's doing the Brannock thing that he did as, um, you know, in his one, he's he's really chewing the furniture in this yeah. one. When he's playing Barty, he's going all yeah. out, which you know he's supposed to be completely bonkers. So. Why not? Maybe but it should have been something a little, a bit little more subtle than the tongue. Yeah, it, I think I, I like the idea of them of there being a tell. Yeah, but the 
the the like I'm gonna lick my nostril thing. Yeah. Well, it. there's a great there's a great tell. Um, I thought they did a much better job in uh, Order of the Phoenix, which we'll get to. But there's a great tell where both both Harry and Voldemort do this neck cricky thing. Yeah. That I didn't even notice that they were both doing it until I yeah. rewatched it a few years the, later. Yeah. I, that's I, one of my favorite little. I like things. the fact that Barty Crouch Jr. is clearly completely bonkers insane. And he's play. He's pretending to be a guy named Mad Eye Moody, who is also yeah. completely bonkers insane. And, but he and he he's, he brings it way down. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> when we meet Mad Eye later, he's like he doesn't even let you talk. He's like Shut for nine up. months. We're gonna do something. He doesn't even let you talk. He's so busy being Mad Eye. When when we see him later. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. See, here's the here's the bridge, mm-hmm. and there's the Hogwarts in the background. So <laughs> you're right. They had. Right. The, uh, oh, and this this wow, uh, they really compressed huge this. compression. Yeah, yeah, this is like wow. weeks later as opposed to right. the night of the sorting, um, which I have to wonder. I've always wondered where they. I mean, I guess probably inside the that coach there. There's a whole castle because we saw what tents. Can yeah, do. it's like the tent. Yeah, but um, I, I was always artist, like, where are they taking their lessons and what are they? You know, but because they live at Hogwarts for the next year. So I think I think it's. Uh, as we were just speaking of Barty as Mad Eye, it's also amusing to f- uh, point out, as we did in the last uh, epi- um, movie slash episode, he's actually still one of the better Defense Against the he Dark Arts instructors that Harry, anyone has in this entire tenure. He prepares Harry to face Voldemort at the end legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> legitimately. He, he, he kind of oversteps what he was supposed to be doing there, I think. Yeah, yeah, one would have thought he that forgot. he would have been like, yeah, check out this spell and it's terrible. Like he, he yeah, 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 he yeah. prepares him for what he he's going to see. He's like, look, you have to face death. And he's doing it because he's a lunatic and he wants to do those spells on little animals and shit. But, uh, stuff. Oh, right. but uh, you know, at the same time, it's like Harry had no idea that those even existed. So it's a darn good thing that there was a Death Eater who volunteered to show him all about it before, you know, he had to fight Voldemort. Um, <laughs> I I don't know how uh, I feel. Ladies and gentlemen, Walter Frey. I, I love it. I it's <laughs> it's funny, but I'm not sure. He just pick, see the problem is that Filch being such an imbecile. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. yeah it is very sudden. It they brodied him. It all yeah, yeah but it, the it, problem is the problem for me is it also there's so much. It's one of the things in this film that undermines Dumbledore further. Dumbledore has no control over Filch. He has no yeah. control over this situation in general. And to to their credit, they talk about it in the behind the scenes. That was their goal. Their goal yeah. was to sh- to show Dumbledore that slips Dumbledore has slipped up in this in this instance. You know, he doesn't under he doesn't know what's going it on. Gets with him the killed two books later. And he's yeah. But the thing is, we're not. In the books, we're not supposed to know that. We're not supposed to see that this early. We're not supposed to see the cracks in the facade this early. Can I just say, this is dumb, whatever, butts, cool. Uh, the thing the Durmstrang dudes do in a second, awesome. It's like a haka. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's pretty silly. It is. It's, I, it's one of the I yeah. think like the first half of what they do is cool, but when they just like start running, I don't I lose care. it. It's I think awesome. it's so stupid. Any, anytime dudes do anything in like coordination while yelling, it just... It does something to my like monkey brain. Where I'm no, like, that, no, it is. I mean, it, it is. It, it's kind of like what a European haka would look yeah, like. Here, Eddie, I don't like think I don't think haka. anyone in the world, except for the people who you've told, know what a haka is. Tell them what a haka oh, is. A haka, okay, it's interesting. A haka, a haka is done. It's it's a it's a it's a variation of a. Well, you're doing you're doing kamate right now. Yeah. There's many different kinds. Oh yeah, there's like four. But um, a haka is a Polynesian. It's not even really a war dance. It's just a. A group dance that's usually done. Uh, there's haka. There are versions of the haka is unique to the Maoris, but 
most Polynesian um, nationalities have it. Uh, the uh, Samoa has the Civitao. Uh, Hawaii has one. What is a but, haka? Uh, haka is just a, it's almost it's kind of like a war dance, but it's just like a in unison performance, and it's meant to hype yourself up and psych it's your. Energy it's out. like if a bunch of large guys did the thriller dance, but it was really intimidating. If you YouTube, if you YouTube uh, the that All would Blacks, be so awesome. Uh, the the All Blacks is the New Zealand um, rugby team, and they do a, they do a couple that, of different hakas before every single one. I actually know how to do kamate. It's a little crowded in here, otherwise I'd do it. But uh, kamate is like the standard one. Yeah, if, if we reach five grand, I'll do. I will do. I will do kamate right here. I'll lead. The, I'll lead the group. But um, if if we reach five grand, uh, Eddie and I will do the kamate and yeah, head by the each other. By the end of this movie. By the end of this movie, if we reach five grand, yeah, that's uh, that's that's within reason. Um, but uh, there's a few different versions. But if you uh, Google the All Blacks doing either kamate or kapa opengo, yeah, you'll uh, you'll see some cool. There's stuff. There's one really cool promotional video where it's just like stark and it's just them doing mm-hmm. it. and It's really well shot. And it's cool. Now I always had an issue for me for Durmstrong and uh, uh, for them to be in the movie just be on all boys girl all all boy, all all, yeah that yeah. always really really bugged me because I dug seeing the Durmstrong girls and I mm-hmm. dug seeing the the Delacour uh, boys and and like I, I it just it, it just seemed like it's such an easy choice and just it didn't it didn't save them anything in the adaptation it didn't like it didn't do anything thematically it, it was just it just seemed like one of the more arbitrary choices does it, it impact it, anything by no. the way the name of the school is bobaton i don't uh, care bobaton yeah get out of here with the bobatons i'm not talking to you i'm talking to G- gambit yeah i know bobaton totally yeah. when i read it's it i'm like bobaton they're Bambin? from france i know the gambit's in the <laughs> chat room right now he I, came out I to support us and gambit what, what the hell man uh this guy <laughs> who plays barty crouch yeah yes uh who is that some guy. No, guy? he's been in some stuff. He's okay. he's been in like some <laughs> masterpiece classic. I, did, I, I didn't want to sound Cheap, ignorant it, when I is... called him the English uh, J.K. Simmons because that's yeah, what he is. Uh, that's totally what he looks it, like. Oh, Irish, J.K. Apparently. Simmons. But I, I don't like see just that little moment where it's like, oh, for the first time in like a thousand years, the ceiling broke just so. Mad Eye Moody could fix it because that's, <laughs> that's a more dramatic entrance than if he just stomps in and everyone goes quiet. No, no see, it's that's not. the thing. Mad Eye Moody shouldn't fix the ceiling. Mad Eye Moody should walk in the ceiling and the ceiling should just break. Yeah. And he should just be like, oh, sorry. Well, do you like that treatment the- on the POV shot of his I, eye? I was just going to say, I'm, I'm not a huge fan does of the eye. Does he have a fake foot? Yeah. Actually, if he, he does a little too yeah, terminator Really? No, I think yeah. the eye looks awesome. I, I like the design and I like the implementation. I, I don't, why don't no, no, like no, 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 no. The POV, not the, the eye. Yeah, the, the way the oh, eye that, looks yeah, from, so yeah, it looks fine. But yeah, from his point of view, it's kind of I love how weird. it's always moving the, like, frantically. The yeah, eye is actually, uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's actually largely practical. It's not a digital effect. They've got a little. I'll, I'll bet you it's a real ball with a fake pupil, right? To answer, yes. uh, it's got it's it's basically a ping pong, half a ping pong ball, and they've got a little radio controlled kind of like ice cream scoop with a magnet that runs across it, so they can go around. Okay, the, there around is the no way you would attach something like sweet. that over my eye. <laughs> like we've got a mechanical. Ice oh, there cream we go. Scoop. Okay, uh, Roger Lloyd Pack plays uh, Barty Crouch, and he's on uh, the Vicar of Dilby, which uh, I believe is also on Netflix streaming. But yeah, I knew he was on something, and I believe they show Vicar of Dilby periodically on Masterpiece Classic. So I'm not exactly sure. Uh, also in the chat, hungry. Monkey uh, from New Zealand says that uh, 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 the Kamate has been replaced by Kapo Pengo. As far as I know, they alternate. They do Kapo Pengo kind of whenever they want to, but regardless. Yeah, who's going to uh, tell them? Yeah. Not there's, to? People, there's people in the chat already going, oh, this one's worse than I remember. Yeah, yeah I the, probably the first 45 minutes, it's like, oh my God, what, how, did bad I, about this? how did I ever watch this movie? Yes. And then, <laughs> they're just, no, they're just sitting actually, there and watching. You know, what's, you know what's great? It's so clearly Mike Newell... There's he one was like haircut. he was There's he looked one at because he wanted to he famously he wanted to make the he got the job he he was originally approached to do the first one and uh but he declined 
and then they approached him again for this one when Quaron was like, I'm still working on that third one. I'm not I'm not Chris Columbus. I'm not stupid. Uh, <laughs> that I'm going to work on both at the same time. And uh, so Newell was like, I'm going to make it I'm gonna make it super like dark and angsty. And, and Quaron's like, oh, hey, I got 40 minutes of my movie done. You want to come check it out? See what I'm doing? And Newell goes in and goes, oh, my damn. I can't. Oh, no. What a, no, no. I said dark and angsty. Yeah. And so <laughs> th- this is. What are you d- and so and so <laughs> I'm doing you know, snails after that. So after that, he was like, "Okay, well, it's gonna be uh, darker and angstier, and their hair is gonna be shaggier." Okay, and that's like okay. He's trying to on, get. Go, it's like a, it's like the George the Lucas hair. thing. It's like uh, I actually darker think, and more incensed. I actually think hair. some of the uh, Ron's is too movie, long, but Harry's works. In this movie, Ron, hang on one moment. In this movie, uh, they're what 14, 15? Uh, what did your hair they would have been around 14. When you were 15? It looked like a fire truck had exploded out of a gay man. Yes, which is basically... I would like to point out is, that the girl who can't stop screaming, get a haircut, has a pink long yes, mohawk. Yes, that is true. Actually, because what I'm trying to point out is cut, I had the same so. hair as Ron at this age, and he had the same hair as Harry. So this is totally accurate. I had to, a man of doom. To, well, to, answer, so. to answer the question, I think I'm the oldest one here, which means I was 15 in 1993. So I had the I mullet, sure. slightly wavy, shaved on one side, ladies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it did the thing where I only shaved to about here, so I grew this flap long, and that covered over it. So yeah, Eddie, that was a thing. Eddie, Eddie is pointing to various parts of, of his. Was that wait, Eddie? Was no, that a, they're not. T. Was that a was that a thing, or were, did was, you have brain surgery? You no, had that was cover? yeah, that was a thing. I I, I don't know why. Well, we, I, it's, we it was we like this weird skater haircut. Everyone everyone has an undercut now. No, it's the same thing. I don't. I never had a step, but I had that. I don't think that. No, 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 round tail. It was just, I, mean, I, I had, like, absolutely had Ron's hair. Didn't so I? Did I, I, I was I was just thinking that. So did I. I don't I don't think uh, getting back to the, the thing where you like throw it out and then mine became Hermione's hair getting, in high school. Getting back to the movie, I <laughs> think I think that first of all, I'm pretty sure there's like half a scene cut that explains why Hermione is so upset this entire scene like the second she starts talking it's like she's gonna cry no 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 it's when he it's, starts it's because it. it's because it, it she, he starts torturing that bug no it's before he Neville. tortures her it's before she t- he starts torturing it i was really surprised that i was like what is her problem she's just freaking really out. i yeah. remember watching this the, and it being like and i don't think it's clear i mean i suppose the name probably that's a cool know, looking little little critter yeah by the way. i don't think it's a uh it's a tailless scorpion basically but um, I don't think it's. I hate the, that bug. Yeah, it, it's, isn't that kind of a weta? Isn't that yeah. what they are? What the, it's oh, not no, a weta. No, a weta is like a, it's a cricket wolf spider from hell that drank motor oil. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'll have to. I'll have. Waiters to don't mess around, yeah, Alex. No, I'm still no, waiting. I know See, this is disturbing. I'm, right here. In my yeah. What I'm what no. I'm saying is I don't think no, that right here. I love this moment where he's it, like, "What should I have him do? Jump yeah. out the window." And that's a that's the only like moment in this movie where I'm like. Damn, yeah, the yeah. that was a good transition right there. It's it. I I actually wish that it was clear what was going on with the Imperius curse because he looks like he's just you know he, like he's levitating. It. Yeah, you don't as know. Maybe the book's having an orgasm. As opposed to specifically like in the in the book, it's turning cartwheels and it's yes. tap dancing and stuff like that. So it's funny because it's like dancing around on the desk. He's laughing, not floating it around. And then he makes it like jump into. The and then glass he makes it jump into the glass of water and, and, and everyone's stuff like, like that. Oh. Everyone's like, oh damn, that's not funny, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, not like this. That's how that's how we talked at right, about right. that age. See, see, Hermione no. hasn't said anything yet, and at this yeah. point, he's starting in on Neville and the Cruciatus curse. Mm. So I think that's why Hermione okay, is I so, guess so disappointed or so upset. Yeah, because what? he's showing Neville Longbottom the curse, the curse that drove his parents insane. Yeah, 
right. and oh Sierra man, that is, is so the yeah. The animation, Who, yeah. Whoever so it was that, that did that, oh, that's right. He was. Look at well, that. Was, that bug's about to break itself in half. Yeah, and that's just so. The animation is fantastic. Conveying on the, on the that amount of pain on an insect. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Um, yeah, here's the deal with visual effects artists. We're all better than directors let us be. Yeah. <laughs> well, he let whoever did this be good, because that's good. Yeah, man, kicks ass. Neville's bringing <laughs> it, too. Not as great as he well, probably no, could fine. later. Yeah, sure. Man, he he looks like teeth, he's trying so. to fart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see his teeth? <laughs> here's my thing. Yeah, this is, he did go through a hard, awkward phase, but he, he hit the he, bonus level yeah, when he came, came out back on top. top. Yeah, <laughs> so. Bonus, bonus level. level. Uh, I will say... I. I'm going to be the apologist for this movie because it's my favorite book. I want to make it clear. I don't know that it's my favorite movie, um, but because it's my favorite book, it does it does earn a lot back for mm. me in terms of credit because I'm filling in. I'm I'm bringing my own road uh, and filling in the blanks uh, from the book. Well, I'm be, we're being told that that is an African cave spider. So shut up. They made it up. And it's yeah, your mom's an African cave spider. <laughs> Down with it. Tailless whip scorpion. Okay, everyone's making stuff up. Shut up, everybody's yeah, just screw saying you. It's, it's an, terrifying. <laughs> it's an eastern. It's awful. Yes, it's an eastern scrotum whirler. <laughs> nope. Okay, guys, guys. All right, all right, all right. All kidding aside. All kidding aside. I just pulled up the wiki and it says that it is a squirrel on fire. Oh. <laughs> Wait, who edited this? <laughs> it's wiki. It has to be right. Yeah. I like this. Okay, so the the DP of uh, of Chamber of Secrets has returned and I think is. Uh, doing a lot better <laughs> with it again uh, p- because he has more freedom. He's like, okay, these are like people now, and I like we can actually Neville's... shoot them. We can control for yeah. this is so weird. What uh, that Barty Crouch Jr. is being kind to Neville right, right. now. Right. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he has an ulterior motive, but yeah. he's legitimately doing good in the world. Yeah, exactly. that's a weird thing. Like Barty Crouch Jr. does good things except for get Sager killed. He does. He, what and, what and, is and, that, by the way? Why yeah. this shot? Because symbolism. No, it's the Virgin things Mary. are sad and sad. Of nothing. But yeah. Why sure. are there Why are there Catholic stained glass? There's some. Uh, there's some symbolism that comes up later. Uh, there's There's a, a moment in the in the last the very last film. That uh, I remember again, Michael Harley from MuggleNet made had the, exactly the same thought I did, where he's like, "I want someone to write me a paper explaining why that happened, <laughs> explaining what that visual means." But we'll get there when we. I just right now at the there. second what put up a Michael Harley tweet on the stream. He, he tweeted, "Oh, did you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> Watch Harry Potter and help your fellow muggles." Casting of uh, Victor Crumb. <clears throat> Fine. Uh, I think they got the stereotypical Slavic-looking gentleman yeah. that they were clearly looking for. I think if, he could have been a little, a little. I think there could have been More characters Russian? behind those faces. If it's like, yeah, if it's like, if I had a computer program that was like, I typed in a name, it was Victor Crumb, auto-generate. It's like, that's the, there he is. <laughs> no, see, I, I didn't what he see looks that. Like. I saw a more, he's described as having like a crooked nose, and I just saw like one of those more angular Slavic faces, you know? Uh, like there's uh. two different types of Slavic faces, he's got the other kind. What are you talking this, this, about? This bugs me. No, she talks about the, the age line true. here. Oh, you can only cross yeah. it if you're of age. And then later on, they you know once once we she's look it, at her eyebrows. Watch her eyebrows in this movie if you don't believe me. Her, she emotes of everything. Name, blah, 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 blah. I'm when, sorry. Go ahead. H-Y. When Harry's name comes out, everyone goes, "Oh, how could you possibly have gotten your name in there?" Uh, you know, did it? Did you have a teacher do it for you? So apparently, all you just yeah. In order to put somebody's name in, you just have to be old enough. It could yeah. have been anybody then. Yeah. Anybody in you know what six or seven. Well, they're year. wildly speculating at that point. We don't know if that's actually a thing you could do. You could presumably put someone else's name in. Well, Moody does, and and that's what. Well, no, Moody uses a crazy confusion. Yeah, he curse. he can. He, well, he confunds, confunds it. Yeah, he uses yeah, which you can do on cups, I guess. Right. And uh, 
Uh, I don't like this. Uh, again, we... they're trying to go for drama. So while yeah. the twins think it's the twins would think this is funny and they do in the book as opposed to being like oh you dirt face and and punching each other this is yeah. this is the wrong beat uh it, it's just going for you know drama she's reading also, a, not, you guys were like 25 dollars away from 25 we're like 25 bucks away from 2500 bucks let's get let's guys, kick guys, it out guys Woo! guys come on we've cussed like a million times we also, off is cool Karkaroff is good although a comp- He's just there to look suspicious. Yeah. At this point, he's not even developed as a character. So. I, I would have liked to see more interaction between himself and Snape. Ooh, yeah. There, there's a also, I will say, I have look. no shame. I don't care how old she was when they filmed this. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, at this point, Emma Watson was hot. Well, and I mean, she, she just, gets her. She just kept rising on the scale. She gets here. her. She's all that moment, you know, a little bit later. Yeah. When and she's she legitimately stairs, which does is that what really that's for. Nice. Yeah. Well, the problem is she doesn't. As, as we'll talk about. It's not that much of an improvement. It's not, she's just yeah, dressed she's, up. She, she put her hair up the end. Like, she's not suddenly pretty. She's well, been pretty and for she's two, made three up movies. wearing a really nice dress. Yeah. Here's a crazy idea about, like, how to make sure that only qualified people put their name in the cup. How about just everybody who wants to put their name in the cup Gives does it, it during a ceremony yeah. where they walk up publicly <laughs> yeah. and put their name in the cup? I mean, what was uh, and, and no see and what's the what's the what's the Karkaroff red herring scene where he like goes into the room and slowly closes the door? I'm like, okay, it's nothing. So, <laughs> what was that? He's like, I thought this was the bathroom. I was, <laughs> I was I just, I wanted a little time yeah. to be suspicious. That's not in the book. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because we never, we pretty much never see anything outside from. Prologues, we never see anything that Harry doesn't see. Victor Crumb is one of my favorite minor characters just because of the way he does things. Like he's like Apparently he decides he is decides one of your favorite minor characters. Oh, Zing! Oh, I, I will make a ten dollar donation to the Against Malaria Foundation for that joke. <laughs> I'm doing it right now, you guys. Alex, if you're funny more, I, I still <laughs> your I, fault now, man. I'm still okay, tremendously yeah, yeah. attracted to Emma Watson, even though someone pointed out that she looks exactly like both what? CM Punk and Richard Dawkins. <laughs> they have uh, the exact same face. Oh god! Next time, next time you see Emma Watson, look at Richard Dawkins. In the, in the, the, you the can jo- do it at the same time. The joke uh, that I'm going to donate money for was Kyle had said that someone was his favorite minor character, and Alex said apparently Hermione is your favorite minor <laughs> character. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, it, it, it was a good one. Yep. Um, uh, Dumbledore has bells, jingle bells in his beard. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> because why because not? I'm not the man he is. Not even half the. I've man. got like clamp lights. We could put something in your beard for funsies. Uh, let's not clamp my beard. This always, this really can. <laughs> by the way, Whiz. this is a really confusing. This was really confusing to me. Why? The, because there's a goblet of fire and a tri. Because there's cup. a goblet of fire and a triwizard yes. cup. The move. The book is called the Goblet of Fire, but yes. then there's a separate award yes. that I really think one of the one of the other titles, uh, alternate titles for this was apparently. Uh, he looked like a fish. Uh, <laughs> it was apparently <laughs> aspersion. Move on, uh, sturgeon. Move on. Uh, he uh, was Credits. Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament, which I think is actually a better title. I think yeah. Goblet of Fire does sound more dramatic, but Triwizard Tournament is more appropriate to the book ultimately. Well, they it's could like call you the start trophy. wondering how many of these are going to show up, like receptacles that you could drink from <laughs> that yeah. are used for yeah, another purpose. It would like, be different. The, tri- if- the Triwizard Cup, the Goblet of Fire, the 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 Pimp cup of yeah. of little John. <laughs> it would be different if the trophy itself was called the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, yeah. And, and you put your name in the, in the trophy. Yeah, if it were one thing. Just make yeah. it one thing. Yeah, exactly. I thought that's what it. When I read the book, I thought that's what it was, and I was actually very confused to realize that they were two separate things. Because I thought. Because then you're like, what? yeah, you put why? your name in the Goblet of Fire, and then the Goblet. My of thing fire makes more sense. Center. Yeah. Why not my thing? The thing that I wanted to happen once I had seen this and thought about it was. 
for this, the Triwizard Tournament to have been mentioned in one of the earlier films by, for example, any one of the times that Harry gets detention, having to clean a trophy a that has cup. to do with the, with the Triwizard yeah. Tournament. Yeah. But it's not that it's not this cup because Gryffindor doesn't have it. Right. It's and he's and someone tells him, you know, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. And he says, oh, th- these are the names of the winners. No, no, no. Those are the names of the people who got no, killed. Yeah, no, those no, are the names the, of those who died. The thing about the Triwizard Tournament is they hadn't done it for like 100 years before yeah. this because people kept dying. Yeah. And then this they were is, like, well, it's been 100 years. I'm sure kids won't die this time. Or, yeah, Harry Potter and the Doom Spell Tournament. That's not ominous at all. Before they called it Triwizard. Okay, so here's the scene <laughs> this is going that to sound very everybody judgmental. has a problem with. It is? Because... There's yeah. a your name on the cops. <laughs> he, he grabs him and shoves him against the wall. He's like, are you okay? What he sounds like the generals on the South Park movie. And very... And, and, Where were the other drugs going? No, this is, very, this is very much in character for Dumbledore. No, it is not at all. No, you if you that? read... Because if you read the book, it literally says, I mean, you know... Rolling love loves her some adverbs, and she Catholic. very specifically says Dumbledore walks in and asks Harry calmly, "Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire?" Yes, but I think did you have another student put his name? And and so this I, is this anxiety is is under the surface, but we're not supposed to see these cracks this yes, early. Yes, um, and I think though it would be hard. They to made convey. this. They made the choice to yes. to show this, um, but I think I think it somewhat undermines what comes later. With Dumbledore, with realizing that Dumbledore has always been human and fallible. Here's why I like it, because it shows Dumbledore slipping. He's right. like, I, how did that happen? I didn't know that was going to happen. That happened in my castle, and now yeah, that's true. I'm out of, this situation well, is out of my control. That's what, And the whole point of the situation was that I could protect these students. So he's flipping out here. Later, when he bursts in on Moody, about or not Moody, but Crouch. That's the moment when I wanted to see him. He, like, him. blows yeah. the door open, and he, and he doesn't just go, like, expel the armor. He's like, expel yeah. the armor. Well, that's, and, a, like, it's that's, crazy. that's the moment that, uh, that, that's the moment where you're supposed to be like, oh, this is the first time Dumbledore has been scary. Dumbledore was almost too late, and that's why he bursts yeah. in, and he's like, ah. But but that's a, that's that's clearly the first time that... It, it, again, it's not that they didn't understand that. They, it's not like they didn't understand when they did this. It was the director making a deliberate choice to do what you said and show Dumbledore slipping, showing the cracks in the facade. I just think that it comes too early. I, looking at the story as a whole, yeah. I think you want to leave that for, for later because, because Harry trusts Dumbledore as this infallible being. And so that's one of the reasons that his death is so shocking because you think it's a betrayal. You think it's something he, right. he, that was out of his control. Now, and to humanize him so much so early, I think, uh, undermines a little bit of that. And again, undermines the reveal that he was he was not a saint. What, uh, that what comes book in. was out by the time this came out? Uh, this was 2005, so we would have had, uh, I think, Order, Order of, of the Phoenix. Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. So, so Dumbledore is not dead in the books when this movie comes out. Correct. Mm, okay. I th- I, yeah, Half Blood Prince was, I believe, 2006, and then Deathly Hallows was 2007 or something right. like that. So, so I, this right here is both another example in this film of them distancing themselves from staying to Harry's point of view. Yeah, because that's a complete scene that he, he would had, never have seen. He had no yeah. scene. It's also interesting. That, that might pencil. have been an okay place to put oh, the. True. Yeah, uh, but it, it's the also too. the the introduction of the pen, the the pensive. I think yeah. the first time we actually see it without any kind of uh, context. Yes. So it's interesting that they introduced that separately from when Harry finds it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just in, just establishing the idea of that so that later on when Harry sees it, we'd be like, oh, we've seen that thing before. So We're also starting in on the Ron jealousy of Harry. 
here. Right. Which which came in the beginning. Ron's got some some which, insecurity issues. Yeah, and but stuff it really like it's starting to build and it reaches the boiling point yeah. in Deathly Hollows, obviously. Yeah. Well well it it reaches a boiling point here. Yes. And it boils over, but then he realizes, okay, that's but it never it never ultimately goes away. But this is the first time that they're like, Well, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Well, I'll go yeah, to they, sleep ooh, facing off. the other way. Th- this is oh, the one damn. where in the book you go through yeah, jumps of weeks where oh, they Half-Blood kind Prince of was 05, so, so by the time this came out, uh, Dumbledore may have already probably would have been gone, yeah. yeah. So that may have been... Oh, here we and go. here's another plot line <sighs> that largely got completely Not sure excised. about the casting, but I think this lady's real pretty. I... Oh, I thought she was... Uh, another one? Miranda... Really well. Ri- yeah. yeah. Miranda Richardson was you another know, one. Would, I hear she's Elizabeth cast. Banks today. Yeah, I hear she's cast, and I go, oh, amazing. Amazing. And she gives... Such a great performance, that little thing with her tongue. Mm-hmm. I've, I know people who have done that. I, it's just exactly the personality. And I love Rita Skeeter in this movie, and I just, I actually do wish there was, like was more of her. In the books. And especially, well, I, I wish there was more of it. And especially considering what comes in Order of the Phoenix, what she does, the kind of character assassination that she does to Harry, plays yeah. so significantly into why nobody believes him and why Order of the Phoenix plays out the way that it does. And it, it, it would have been nice to, like like you said, just have that build-up where you introduce her style and her nature. Yeah. And so, but it's I love like, the quill. The quill is yes. perfectly the quill is animated. Great yes. gag. I, it's one of those things where, among all the other plot lines, by excising her to essentially a bit part, you then lose a whole chunk of... Uh, the overall story. Hermi- Hermione plot points that yeah. you lose because Hermione intertwines with the Skeeter plot That's true. quite a bit. So yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. It, like a, This is a whole house of cards that in order to get it into that one movie versus a split, it, it's almost... I would, I would almost rather they have split this if they were going to have to cut it this much. Here's the... To an extent, but I understand what they said because I've spent, you know, this is, this is mm-hmm. this is 2005, so it's been eight years. I haven't spent the whole time thinking about it, obviously, but every so often, yeah, every right. waking back to moment. it. Huh? Every waking moment. Every waking We're I, calling you a nerd. Go on. I cannot, think, I cannot think how you split this and make two satisfying movies. No. Deathly Hallows split well and made two satisfying parts, even understanding I, that they were, yeah. in, you know, the first part is incomplete. Um, in just emotionally, they're satisfying. I do not know where you can cut this one and I, have I, it I, a, I, an emotionally I agree with satisfying. That. In, in context, there really is no, no break point because it kind of straddles your traditional act break structure. Yeah. You know, the um, thing about the book is that it's just it's it's a huge long book in terms of page length, but a lot of that's just exploring a, things. A lot of it's not necessarily, and she's she even admits in you know interviews and stuff. She's like. The the SPEW stuff didn't didn't wind up going anywhere. Didn't need it. It's kind of uh, it it shows Hermione is the first person in this group to kind of start awakening politically and start understanding the true injustices going on in this world and that are that are intrinsic to the world. But they it doesn't really go anywhere. And there could have been yeah. other ways to do that. You, you, there's a big setup that could have had a big payoff at the end. For example. Um, when Voldemort actually attacks the school, maybe somehow at that point we, we set it up so that we free all of the house elves all at once, yeah. and then the house elves are free to attack the Death yeah. Eaters or something like that. They do. In, like, the, well, in they, the book, they do. Just they come out and they, they help, yeah. but it's not, it's, not, it's not made into a giant payoff. Moment. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was, she was... They just like fire... They engorge a giant sock and yeah. just fire it at him. She was ha- <laughs> and she was hamstrung by the fact that... Um, 
that she turned around and established they don't want to be freed. Yeah, right. So, so it yeah, was like half like, the battle with Spew is yeah. she's arguing with the house house. Yeah, yeah exactly. She kind of she kind of uh, not a one eighty, but she kind of shifts direction and shifts from the Dobby character and that aspect of the Spew thing into the creature uh, yeah. plot and rolls it that way, which I think worked as a as a way to continue the house health thread. Uh-huh. And still, you know, tie it into the actual plot points. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I can definitely see the value of losing that. Yeah. But still. I love, I, I, I do like this little humor moment. And again, it's like, oh, that's perfect for the, yep. that's perfect for the, the tone of the books in the series where he hears the voice reading and as he crumples it, it's like trying to overcome the crumpling. It's like, no, <laughs> no, listen to me. Um, that's And here's perfect. serious. I, I like, like this. Yeah, me too. I like this I kind like this of better than the next yeah, movie. Yeah, I wish I had one. Gary Oldman in my fireplace. Yeah, <laughs> Commissioner, I'm feeling down. Well, you just kind of. I will up, admit, son. I visualized this a bit differently in my yeah, head. Me too. I, I thought I, it was his I actual like face. Way, yeah, I well, I like the way like that skin. they integrated into the coals rather than into the flames. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a, as oh, a, I well, saw it literally the, as him sticking yeah. his face with skin on it and everything. Yeah, it's literally it's literally his disembodied head yeah. sitting yes. on top of the fire. Which That's is, the way it's described. It would have been impossible to show on film without just bursting out laughing. But yeah. it, you know, it's funny. I like I, this. I think this is a much better way to do it, and um, I I think. Gary Oldman's performance is a little bit stilted. It's like he he's I'm doing this for CG, so I have to get through. Did you put your name into the goblet of fire? <laughs> he's did like they, very did, harsh. Did they shoot? Movements. Did they shoot with ping pong balls and sensors and stuff? Uh, I bet they, you, if I had to guess, looking at that effect, they, I would say that it's a makeup effect that they filmed and it's a process shot. So he's no, actually got makeup shit on his face. No, no, it's digital. It's a it's a, digital? It's a, it's it's a, a digital, digital head. Yeah. It's, really? They they retargeted his performance to that's to crazy because situation. the way I would have gotten to that effect and I think it would have looked pretty much the I same. I was surprised that you get you do a makeup effect it. on him and just color correct the shit out of it. And yeah, get just an up, on it. here's a net. Uh, but then you get you oh, don't get I as much emissive light. Huh? Sorry. That's that's too. I, I was saying you don't get as much of the emissive nature. Oh of yeah, it. but yeah, I mean you, you can, can comp that in. Yeah. I I suppose it was probably just easier to do that than it was. It was probably easier to get. You know, Gary Oldman to sit in a chair for a day and then be like, okay, we're going to design this makeup and we're going to put that and, all on your face. And, and let's face it, at this point in the series, it's not like they really had probably as much of a budget concern when it came to shorting one yeah. sequence and effect shot. Exactly. I'm going to say something uh, not really relevant to what's happening on screen and something that I don't have a right to say because I'm not pretty, but uh, I don't think Flora Delacour is pretty enough in this movie. Well, she's supposed to be part Vila and, and just everybody like melting yes. when they look at her. So, yes. but Vila don't exist in the film series, right? So. But I just I just think she should be someone at least she should at least get enough talking time that like you start melting a little when she comes on screen. Yeah, she's not enough. She's generally not no. enough of a character, and she's really not very useful as a as a uh, a champion. She should be hotter than anyone you've ever met. Yeah. And that's not the case for I me. love I love this bit here where he's like, well, yeah. Neville's the my, the next in line to <laughs> as someone who could be my best friend, I guess. So, yeah. we'll do that. And he's like and he's like, nope, not even once. He's just forget it. We're out. Yeah, you're like, good enough. Never mind. I like you. I like you Neville, but this is not going to work. You're too much of a Neville. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the classic. Well, I only know five people really well, so let's let's move through the rotation yeah. here. I've ignored everyone else in my school in favor for these five people that I keep getting into misadventures with. Who yeah. the hell was that other girl? I love this scene. <laughs> Who is that? That's Ginny. That's Ginny. Oh, okay. So I thought it was just some random chick. Yes, the replacement Harry. <laughs> I like I like this 
the weirdness between them is some of the best interplay between Harry and Ron. It's the girl who lived. What she survive? Nothing. She just lived. The Chamber of Secrets. Not everyone's got to be like you, asshole. Yeah. Uh, There's Annette. This is that classic uh, telephone. Tell tell him, even though he's right there. Yeah. And I think they overplay it a little bit. I think it's funny, though. I think it's enough to be funny because it's it's so stupid that, of course, they're going to. She um, was she was kind of channeling Kira Knightley's frustration yeah. performance in Pirates. 2. I love that line. I'm not an owl. That's yeah. perfectly yeah, that done because that scene's not in in there, and, yeah. and you know that's well it done. Oh, well. the awful yeah. suit and flower and his his, his fake hair. beard. If it is a fake beard, gets better every movie. And I just I I really guys, I can't tell you how much I like that beard. <laughs> Could you try? <laughs> yeah. How much do you like that beard? Uh, m- almost as much as I like Ten my own beard. I love the I, I I think they did a great job with Hagrid trying to look gussied up. <laughs> yeah. So his his hair's like kinda gross, it's got clumps of gel in it. Yeah. It's described as he tried to to comb his hair and like there's a just destroyed comb all yeah. through his hair. Yeah. Just <laughs> left he, used there. Like, he used like a truck axle <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if this is a mean comparison. I don't Bone think it is. Soir, but is it just me or does Madame Maxime look kind of like Allison Janney? She looks mm. horrible and ugly and I see where you're coming from. Not I yeah, I can see that actually. I, I, she would have been better if she were a big old fat lady. It's a combination of the hair and the height. Yeah. That hair should never be worn by anyone. Actually, she looks almost exactly like an oversized version of one of the stewardesses I had over here, uh, <laughs> who wore like three pounds of makeup and on during the on-flight examination, <laughs> on, on like pre-flight safety thing, was doing like way overblown like miming with <laughs> with like these lunatic facial expressions. This sheer excitement that the oxygen mask was coming down. <laughs> Just imagine that woman with like bright green eyeshadow. Explaining to you how to use the oxygen. Mask. Well, it's because nobody has to pay any attention to her anymore because everyone yeah. can use their iPad now. Right. But uh, so, so, so in the long shots here, they actually built a fire-breathing dragon. Hi. You, you keep saying that every time they show anything awesome, you're like, "That was real." Yeah, I not think the, you're lying. No, not when it was not when I'm it's way too like super animated and moving, but like that long shot where fire was blasting, and they they. You can see in the behind the scenes, they're like, okay, so here we built the dragon, go. And it starts rocking the cage and it's blowing fire and the director's just like freaking out because it's the coolest thing he's ever seen. So what you're telling me is somewhere in a warehouse, there's dead Hermione dummy, <laughs> giant mechanical spider, yes, giant mechanical hippogriff, and giant no, mechanical fire-breathing the dragon. The hippogriff isn't that giant. The, w- one thing <laughs> I did like about this was how you could have uh, magical propaganda like, oh yeah, I, I yeah. loved. I yeah. love. Well, that, that starts here, and then it's like real magical propaganda gifts. in the next one. Yeah, I know. I know. But yeah. I just like the little. Yeah, this is high stuff school like stuff. Yeah. Next time we get like Nazi stuff. Yeah, yeah. For as much as I, for look, as much as I, such a, see that look on his face. He's, he's such up? a jerk here. He's like, he's like, hey, what are you gonna do? I think it's <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not being a jerk because Harry Potter's an asshole, and everyone in the school That's knows Harry Potter's an asshole. He just doesn't. Okay, sorry, I'll stop saying that word. But like. Arse. You can say else, arse. Yeah. Okay. Everyone else, from the perspective of everyone else at Hogwarts, Harry Potter is just always screwing everything up for everyone. So when he comes over and he starts being like, "Oh, hey, Cedric," of course Cedric's gonna be like, "What?" You know. Well, what are you gonna do? Can we talk about like, the fact? Bullseye Cedric Diggory. Cedric, by the way. Okay, Cedric Diggory is perfect. He finally like earned something for for Hufflepuff. Yeah. They, she said specifically. Out of everyone in the school, they were like, "Yeah, the Hufflepuffs the best." She said specifically that. that and then Harry she made him a Hufflepuff because she's like, "Oh, Hufflepuffs seem really useless. I better make him a Hufflepuff." Harry freaking Potter has to get himself involved, even though 
The cop already chose. Yeah, Cedric's but, right. By the way, that the little conversation there where uh, <laughs> Seamus is just talking about what a pyro he is. I think it's for a second. I thought Malfoy was wearing a dress. So let me just say real quick, and it's thrown up in the chat. Thank you, Greg Shawcross, who donated exactly enough money to get us over $2,500. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Right. Woo. Cool. Can we um, talk about... Let's keep going, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the fact that that when they learn that Harry's name comes out of the uh, Goblet of Fire, they're like, oh my God, oh well, we have to go on with it. it it's, a, it's a binding magic right. contract. And then the entire rest of the movie is everybody cheating. <laughs> By as, the way... As much as they possibly can. Here's another part where Dumbledore should have been fired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't use transfiguration as as punishment. Um, this isn't just transfiguration. He sticks him down <laughs> yeah. another student's pants. This is sexual harassment. <laughs> he turned him into a weasel and <laughs> put him on a penis. I've missed Kyle in my his life. Job. And he kept his job. Yeah, Moody kept his job. Either, no jury either one of those him. is is not something I'd let someone get away with in any context. But the uh, but the problem is, again, we're coming back to, well, I, okay. It's fine because they were Slytherins, but you do it to a real house <laughs> and there's going to be, that doesn't deserve it. Again, everyone's and concerned we're going to, about the ferret part. It's the penis part. Yeah. Penises are not that bad, Kyle. And, and no, they aren't. Okay, okay. they aren't. I'm just going to put that out there. No, 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 no. no. And if you ask for the penis, together. that's one thing. But here's yeah. the other thing to consider: Crab didn't do anything wrong, and Moody stuck a ferret <laughs> in, on his penis. It's true. That's true. Having having weasels in your pants is probably not as great. Actually, the, isn't that like a? That's like a. Uh, probably like you don't know. <laughs> well, that's like a. That isn't that like a frat hazing thing? Haven't people done that? <laughs> yeah. What? I like how you're laughing like, what frats and hazing? <laughs> no. Don't be ridiculous. What? No. They're institutions of the finest caliber. Uh, no, no. I. What? <laughs> Is that a thing? I, uh, okay. Maybe I'm actually, you know where I'm getting it from? Hey, they hey. did it in The Simpsons. What? Hey. They did it in The Simpsons. Well, of course The Simpsons. Remember? There was, a, there was that the thing with the, with the cops who were, um, you know, the, the incompetent cops. And there's that episode where they're like, uh, someone's, some, uh, the Probably Marge is talking to the uh, officer. Oh, because they're getting threatening letters from uh, from Sideshow Bob. And he's like, well, he's not doing anything illegal. It's like, I'm pretty sure he is. And she, <laughs> he looks up the law. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, I guess he is. Uh, wow, didn't think of that. And he go, also goes, it's also illegal to put weasels down your pants for the purposes of gambling. <laughs> and he goes into the back room. And he's like, guys, knock it off. But We're going to stop it. And there's guys with weasels down their pants like trying to. It's like, what the hell is going on? So never mind. It's not and a frat so, thing. Somehow your brain filed that under. Oh, that's a thing that guys do That's a thing other. that people really do. For, for well, I well, it kept me out Go of the on, frat. Go on, Travis, okay? do it. Put the weasel on your cock. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's okay, like the stuff they do in in actual frats is is uh, totally less weird. But I think it is. Uh, well, I wasn't in one, so uh, uh, yeah, maybe I've maybe. just seen Animal House and whatnot. So <laughs> look, my entire basis of knowledge for college is Animal House, Simpsons. The Simpsons, which has nothing to do with it, and now Monsters University. <laughs> that's that's. What that was my college experience, uh, vicariously because my college experience was actually kind of just 
Yeah, I went to school and then I went home and watched TV a lot. I have a semester's worth of a philosophy degree. <laughs> I just say too, th- th- this is not clear in the movie, but it's much clearer in the book what he's telling him to do. Play to your strengths. Yeah. Always, uh, and he says, but you're allowed a wand. Mm. Like, oh yeah, I guess I could cast a spell of some yeah, kind. Yeah, th- I mean, there's a there's a whole sequence where. There's a whole sequence before... They're actually leaving more mystery in the movie here than they did in the book because there's a whole sequence where he's like, oh, I'm going to summon my broom. Uh, Don't know how to do that. Going to spend the next week practicing summoning. And then, so they do that. I think this scene is great. It is, yeah. between the two of them. Can I say... Now, this this sort of brings in my problem with uh, Rita Skeeter. (laughs) She's an animagus and she is literally like a fly on the wall. Yeah. So she gets... Yeah, that's where the... She gets the scoop because she actually hears... You know, people's re- what is actually really happening to people and everything, and yet she also just makes up her stories. Yeah, she's she like I. It's it's contrary to the whole. I mean, either she's a yellow journalist who makes up her stories, or she's an animagus no, who gets the truth. No, because you can do both. If you if you wrap a big lie and a if little bit if you think of truth, Piers Morgan could be an animagus, what do you think would happen <laughs> in his career? <laughs> Oh you my wouldn't gosh. have to make up stories. Then. Alex Jones would be right. Oh my gosh! If Alex Jones were an animagus, the world actually, would be complete. Yeah, like uh he probably is, guys. I, guys Let's start that meme. All the time, he's, secret, he's a secret animagus. I, I really hold on. Go the edit time. the IMDb page. I really just find myself wishing all the time that Alex Jones were right because then the world would be so much more entertaining. Yeah, well, it would be great if yeah, Alex Jones were right and the Loch Ness monster were real. Yes, awesome. that would be uh, yeah. And then they could fight. I, I do love that scene. It's like, it's the moment where all, only you can understand it. What are you doing here, yeah. Mr. Teacher? That's <laughs> Who are perfect. you, random student? Are I love how here? Crouch is really enjoying this See what I mean about you stand four? here. You stand there. Oh, 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 oh. Now you pick one. I, I've dated at least That's one girl who's people, more attractive yeah. than Flora <laughs> yeah. is in this movie. I mean, there's people in this room who might disagree with me, but nope. I would say so. No, I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to call that one a true statement. Here, they're going to save some money by not showing us the uh, Chinese fireball. Is this? Have we talked about this being this the movie that not just me, but most of my friends are like? Didn't they include that? No, I invented that scene in my brain. Like her being an animagus is in the like, book. Rita Skeeter, it's yeah. in the book, but I swear, like I. In- impregnated the movie with like no i don't remember ever seeing it nope. no no it's not yeah. in the movie but i feel like when, it feels upon like it, rewatching yeah. i'm like that wasn't in the movie yeah. there gotta be an extended cut i don't got or something yeah, yeah no you feel like there was something that you missed or i feel whenever i upon rewatching i'm like no i swear they mentioned that they and, m- did they not even mention it? I don't think no, so. No, they don't mention the animagus thing. No, because no. because she's not getting enough in the movie. She doesn't yeah, get enough, inter- enough information that she yeah. cannot get. The, and the, idea, the, the fact that she keeps reporting things and they're like, what the hell? How the hell did she hear yeah, that? Right. They, they don't address that as much in this movie, but I, I felt like there was so much animosity towards him whenever like someone threw down a paper that mm-hmm. they were like, oh no, she knew things that he's like, I don't know how he knew that. So did something happen to Robert Pattinson's jaw? Because it's not weird now in this movie, but do Uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? He just clenches it a lot. Is that what it is? I think so. Because like every now and then, like some pictures he looks normal and then some pictures, it's like he has a tumor on on the side of his (laughs) head. Okay, now I want everybody to keep in mind, like they're sending... These kids, and I know they were like, oh, you know, only sixth and seventh years, can, or maybe it was only seven years. They're like, only they can enter, and it's really weird that, that a fourth year has, has entered. But this is the safer version of this? Right. 
<laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, it'll totally be fine. We'll just set, set them up with a dragon. Don't tell them we're setting them up with dragons. Don't give them any uh, particular equipment other than, I guess, a couple of pads and, and stuff like that. No, but it's yeah. like, this don't is, tell them about lunacy. the dragons. Like, yeah, everyone wink, gets wink. A, right. Yeah, no, everyone gets, a, gets like a hint. It's not... It's it's one of those like sporting chance young chap. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like English remember, secret. It's remember like, a couple uh, of years ago when this kid was eleven and he fought a basilisk. Yeah, then like, he'll be fine. The witch can kill you by looking at you. Yeah, with a sword. Twelve. A little sword. <laughs> yeah, but that, that wasn't that wasn't sword? that wasn't sanctioned by the school. But yeah. <laughs> and you were saying you were saying you know what happens? There's this binding magical contract. What if he just goes? Uh, I'm gonna sit down and wait for the clock to run out and I lose. Right. <laughs> How about that? I, I don't know that the dragon would agree with that strategy. Yeah, he has to do it. well because because Fleur keeps losing like three minutes into each task. He's like, "Oh yeah. no, the Grindelos!" and <laughs> the, he should just give I, up. I don't, I don't know like what what J.K. Rowling's <laughs> thoughts on feminism are, but like literally, in this is like the girl loses instantly yeah. hard each time, every single yeah. time. I was I was actually really disappointed. Maybe by she that maybe she's all about women. She just hates Fleur. She yeah, hates like the French. Maybe Fleur Delacour just sucks, but it's like just instantly every time she's the yeah. worst. The Weasleys as a matter of course. It's not even treated like oh bad luck. It's like no, she's just no, she's terrible. Just, she, she's just bad at things. She gets and, through life on her looks and yeah. Everything. I don't know how she got here, but okay. And now the, now we're at the point where. You know, the the dragon is free and the you know, it nearly kills yeah. the grown ups who are all kind of like Why isn't anyone freaking out? Yeah, right they're now. all sitting they're all like, Whoa, I don't suppose we should do anything right like, now. If you were in the task. I've been to the Indy five hundred. If a car went through the stands, we'd <laughs> notice and it'd be a big deal. Yeah. And adults would do something. And every, meanwhile everyone's just sitting there like I assume they'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> Dumbledore Dumbledore just watched that dragon go past him and he was just like, Huh. Huh. Well, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I can't get involved. That'd be cheating. Yeah. Right. In the book, it's really clear that that uh, well, this the is all get supposed free, to be so, yeah. safe. This is all supposed to be safe, right. especially with the with the swimming uh, competition. Uh, but that does not come across at all in the movie. They clearly are going nope. for no. These are all. This is extremely deadly yeah which is which is dumb like again that. this no, this like does that. not need to be part of the movie i like i, I like was, that I'll it's deadly i like that it's oh, this weird this is a the magic world is this thing that's had to like hide and evolve separately of this of looks fantastic most of the yeah. world wonderful it, work it, it's Absolutely. fine oh, yeah, if it, they've it, got some weird like oh and then every couple of years we have like the hunger games and a couple of kids die <laughs> like that's fine that's okay i accept that premise but I don't accept the premise of we're trying to make it safe, but so like you have to be over the age of 17. But if a dragon gets free, that's fine. Yeah. Right. I mean, we can we can fix a roof. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely do agree. This is it's a beautifully done sequence. It's just an unnecessary. Sequence. Yeah. Like this dragon seems more dangerous than Voldemort to me. Yeah. <laughs> like just from what I see Voldemort do, the scariest thing he does is make a bunch of fire and broken stuff fly at you. Yeah. That's what this dragon is doing. Not a slouch for scary. Not bad. It's just no. against the dragon. It's like the dragon does the same thing, but can fly and has teeth. Yeah. Voldemort never can be. Voldemort never tried to bite me, and yeah. he was close enough a All couple right. times. He he did a really weird, like uncomfortable touch. Yeah. <laughs> just to prove he could. <laughs> yeah. There's no explanation, even in the book, though, why they have a fourth dragon. Is there? Well, they yeah. got it for. They brought it for him. They brought it out once they realized he was... They had an extra dragon shipped over? Yeah. They got their dragons after 
th- this is well, they, <laughs> on Prime. they had a dragon guy. They, this, they this legit is. had a dragon guy because Look, of Bill Weasley. It, it's Guys, it was Black Friday. They had to buy four. <laughs> they had to buy five, actually, to, to really it, get the deal. It's definitely a... That confusion is, I think, a casualty of the compression because the whole tournament is like, okay, we're oh, going to yeah, tell like you what later, it is, yeah. and then... You've got three months to kind of you know get ready There's for it. You so. know, you know what would have been better than this and would have tied things together and made sense. Uh, Harry's dragon should have been Norbert. That could have been cool. Well, I thought I, I was actually surprised going back to realize that none of them were um, were a Norwegian Ridgeback at least. Yeah. They weren't even the same kind of dragon uh, as as Norbert. So, which really never came back. That's just stupid. <laughs> But there's like a billion different kinds of, of dragons, apparently. So A billion? A billion. A full billion. And Voldemort never uses any of them. Yeah. No one uses any of them. They're used one time to try and kill some children yeah. <laughs> yeah. at a school-sanctioned event. Goblins use them. They're the only ones okay, crazy fine. enough to. There's That's one true. old abused up. one that protects some gold, and the rest of them were used to kill children. Wait, stand up. And, do it in front of the yeah. microphone. Uh-huh. Okay, she's going to have to speak. Uh, I do love this scene. I, I love this kind of weird, you know, matey reconciliation scene and the, the bit where he's like, I thought it would be okay after you figured that out. It's like, who who could ever figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, that is such a perfectly delivered line by, by Harry. What was that, Spork? Oh, just that uh, when they're doing all the decoy Harrys in Half-Blood? No, last no. one. It's in, it's in Hallows, yeah. One of the, one of the other movies. Uh, one of the decoy Harrys is riding on a dragon with the Weasley brother. That, that is incorrect. No, yeah, he's riding incorrect. on a Thestral. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That would have been extraordinarily different situation. Oh, my God. It would have been Why cool, though. Why didn't he get yeah. dragons? It was William, so it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it was. No, Charlie is the one who has the dragons, not Bill. Well, it's Bill in the movies. Isn't it? They're riding on oh, something that flies yeah, right. and isn't a broom. No, they referenced Charlie, but... <laughs> yeah, his Owen Ward in the in the chat is. We just decided that dragon was Norbert. Yeah, on behalf of the British Owen, is that just how it went? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh no, I'm British. We just assumed it was Norbert. It's gone. No, nope, cool. Norwegian it's Reachback, cool. Hungarian Horntail. British clearly. people can make. It's like the Pope. It's like it's like British people can make assumptions about Potter, and it just becomes canon. That's just how yeah. this works. Excuse it's the me. same thing with Americans and uh, James Cameron movies. We can no. just do that. Norwegia is nowhere near Hungary. Norwegia? Okay. <laughs> Norwegia? That's the joke, man. <laughs> Over there in not America. Get out of here. Is that where the Norwegian board comes from? Yes. I've been waiting wait too long. We need to get Kyle some caffeine, you guys. No, we will. Now I'm going to take some Vyvanse here in a minute. I do love the moment when, when he's Harry's the big hero... And he says, should I, should I open it? He opens it up, and it's just this horrible yeah. screeching noise that immediately cuts, undercuts his uh, Everyone's his like, well, success. don't want to be around you anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, never mind. You're making a loud awful Ain't that cool? Yeah. Here she is, all upset. She, she's just, she overdoes it. She has it cranked up a little too high in this whole yep. movie, I think. Which to is, be fair, if you looked like that and someone called you plain but ambitious, you'd be pissed. <laughs> well, that and the, and the hug thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But because she's already sweet. Here, Carl, yeah. I'm going I'm to drop the levels on your mic real quick. Scoot the mic towards your face. Uh, uh, okay. Here's... Well, all right. So here's Nigel. Just... Here's Nigel, who suddenly exists. And Hooray, the previous Nigel. Nigel. No, same Nigel. Damn it. So he's in... Yeah. He's in this... It's interesting because he shows up... Uh, I don't know if he's in Half-Blood Prince. I think he is, but... 
the difference between when we see him in Order of the Phoenix and when we see him in Deathly Hallows Part 2 is like, whoa, that is not even the same guy. He, he aged by about five years. This is... This bit with Ginny is one of my favorite bits with her when she's like, I'm not wearing that. You think I'm, st- I'm not a loser. Come on, get out of here. This is just that, is, that is some pretty horrifying ruffles. Yeah. Yeah, right here. <laughs> that is that. the closest to book Ginny we get. Yeah, it really is, Actually. which is unfortunate. Yeah, I, I, don't, I do not blame that actress. No. I think, I think it was the Bonnie direction. Wright? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what or something. I can't. I I can't blame her because they didn't give her much to do. Yeah, this was a subject that came up a lot in the Mugglenut interviews. Is that yeah. a lot of people were very happy. A with lot of Ginny. people hate the Genie performance. I don't. I cannot fault her. I can't. You cast anyone else. I can't think of anyone else who can do much more with the role that they gave. Her. Oh, the guy who played Fred could play Jenny. Comedy. That is a giant speaker. Yeah. Also comedy. Dude, she has a name. <laughs> yeah, it is unnecessary. It's, a gramophone. it's like Yeah, we have we have magic, so um here is a giant gramophone so that you can hear things as opposed to just magically <laughs> amplifying them. You know, we gotta I, I They do don't love, have beats. There. I do yeah. love in the background you can see Filch just going, wait, no, this one, no, this one, wait. Yeah, oh, no, wait. he's 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 well uh bumbly. Yeah, they've definitely they've definitely increased and he just gets more of a caricature as we go on from here. You see, well, I think it's appropriate well, no, I think in this certain is the worst ways of it. because, you know, when Harry is 11 years old and he first comes to the school, Filch would be a scary guy that he's that scary, creepy guy. Well, and then the as he gets older and more capable, he realizes, Oh, that guy's not really that dangerous. Well, that's the same as like, I think about uh, Snape is like, think about the terrifying teacher you had as a kid and got what it. a monster they were. Oh yeah. Got it. And so, <laughs> oh, what now? Weren't they just like some evil? Oh, they sucked. Yeah. So, but that's... in real life, they were. Just... Is that all I have to do? Because I was like going to do something. Like I was, I was prepped for like whatever the next. Were thing you going to write I some slash gonna... fiction? No, I thought you were. I'm gonna... taking Kyle's place, so I've got to no, like, keep that going. The... You know, I was just, I thought um, I was going to be like, imagine them on a bus or something like that. Like we were going to. No, do something it's fun. if if you're talking about the series as being written from Harry's perspective, pr- primarily when you're. 11 years old and you have a ki- have a teacher that hates you for no reason that you could possibly comprehend. Mrs. Layton. What are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Mrs. Layton. I'm I'm getting She was my 5th grade teacher in Harrison, Arkansas. Track. Hey, they're dancing. I like the d- yeah, I like a jerk. Neville almost looks attractive. You can almost he's see there. where he's going. Yeah. yeah. I see where you're going with this. I what? see where Tra- you're going. But Trelawney with this. didn't. Yeah. Trelawney's a phony. Hey, uh so ladies and, oh. uh, and uh, Come to the Come, Come to the, the mic. Mic, please. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot that we weren't all just hanging out. Um, <laughs> ladies and dorkmen, uh, yes. Oliver Wood or Latter Day Neville? Oliver oh. Wood. Okay, fair enough. I, well, I haven't seen. I, I wanted, to give, I wanted to give him a go, shot. I'm gonna go Latter Day. I Neville. might go Latter Day Neville. I would have to see what Oliver Wood looked like. Yeah, now. I'd have to see what he actually looked like later on. Yeah. I know. This is a beater. I know a fair number of <laughs> British, Scottish, and Irish people. Bigger yeah, staff. Sean bigger yes. staff. Yes, it is. We know. Yeah, man. They gloss over here the the whole element of the half giant. Yeah, we, we pointed. Yeah, they never point out that uh, she is also a giant and yeah. ashamed. They never go into that. Yeah, that's never... another part of the of the book where, upon rewatching, I was like, oh, that's not here. 
I kept like waiting for that and oh god, get your finger out of your mouth. Yeah. Don't but do that. She's yeah, there, there's there's a whole aspect of again, uh, kind of expanding the world. There's this racism against giants and stuff like that, which doesn't come through as much in the in the films themselves. So, are they just watching him walk yeah. around? Man, the chat room is really divided on Kyle's Wood or Neville question. Mm. Oh, like, what is there a? Can we take a poll somehow, somewhere? Facebook? I don't know. Uh, That's way too much bandwidth. <laughs> we don't have that to spare. Something just happened. I don't know what. But. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, it's about time for someone to yell, get a haircut. Yeah. I think. This. Are you playing with your hair? You're a dude. Yeah. Stop. What is the deal with the haircuts in this movie? Uh, Sean Sean far too shaggy. Yeah, it's okay. No, he looks like uh, we Moriarty. Just, we just pulled him up. The new. He looks like the guy who plays the new Moriarty. Sean Bakerstaff. That's what he people looks like do. A slightly older version. Uh, I'm gonna go Latter Day Neville. I'm gonna stick yeah, with Neville. Yeah, actually, seeing Neville. seeing the seeing current. Seeing the current bigger staff. Um, can uh, I say, oh does no. anyone see a little Frank Prince Wait, Jr. Jr. there? Yes. yes. Now um, we're doing commentary for a picture, you guys. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, they were already upset that we weren't showing them the movie, and now they're like, what are they even talking about right now? So everyone's hair is in their faces. Yeah. And We've been going for ten table. and a half hours. We're fine. <laughs> yep, ten and a half hours so far. Whee! I don't, I don't like this. Like, look at this. Just beating on the kids. Beat our snake. You're obviously un-British. Yeah. Not just not British, sir. You are un-British. Anti-British. Or what maybe, British, maybe what British you is, had, we have taken. Maybe in, <laughs> maybe in Newell's mind, he's like, oh, no, the, the teachers in study hall totally beat us around the head all the well, time. Well, no, it's if you, if you... There's a lot of, like, British burning school abuse and, like, the toast burning. You get assigned someone. There's hazing at a shockingly young age. Mm. It's, it's, it's brutal. Because your parents aren't there for you to whine to, and there aren't any phones. Right. So. Can I be honest? I'm, of no. all the plot lines they excised, I almost wish they really would have just cut the, well, we need to ask somebody out, and I don't know. And that, It's a lot of that, that yeah. Well, no, I, I think. Lines, uh, it's character, it, it works for the characters, but uh, it was never. Yeah. <laughs> we already. I really liked. Uh, I think. They uh, had to set up, because they what they had to do is they had to set up Cho, even though Cho's exactly. storyline was broken by that's the that's the only the reason one. that the yule ball matters and mike harley brings it up in his little in the little commentary videos is that the yule ball does not matter at all no it is in fact can i do my my, my favorite i like i like can I do a michael harley impression oh, it yes. doesn't matter a lick did can you snap can you just do a little he didn't snap and i try to be true to form no yeah. I, I would i'm like... trying to do a true adaptation although my okay. favorite <laughs> I, I don't remember what video it is and i don't want to spoil it it's a funny moment but my favorite michael harleyism is he's like coron Quaron is the reason. Quaron is the why. <laughs> I like this little moment. Just a, a little bit of we we don't talk enough about uh, film grammar sometimes. Or I like feline leukemia. You when know? it's <laughs> when it was <laughs> sorry. When he got her attention, it's like oh push in. Yes. What would you like to What would you like to ask me? He's like you want to go to the vault, and she's like oh sad, and the camera pulls back out again. <laughs> no, 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 I no, clean. I clean. <laughs> sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm hot and Irish, so no. Scottish. 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 We, Damn we it. learned that she was Scottish. No. no, that you were doing a thing. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was busy somewhere else not listening to accents. I can't hear them from I here. like the precedent that Clayton Spinney set, where he said, I'm sorry I'm broke as hell, but I can at least inconvenience malaria a little bit. 
made a six dollar donation. There you yes. go. That's awesome. Come on. I yes. got that. Obviously, we're, obviously we're very Come impressed on. and dazzled by the large donations, but like this is going to be a process of like three dollar donations. You yeah. Guys, yeah. So. No, if you can spare three bucks, do that. We're looking for the death of a million cuts for malaria. So Without that's three dollars is to just reiterate three dollars is two people for how many years? Three. Three do- two people for three years. That's six years of human life of not malaria. Yeah. Clayton so, just gave 12 years of human life to the world. Be like Clayton. Or more like Clayton than Clayton. I do. I, with more money. Something Clayton. Without the Vila Clayton, Clayton. stuff, yeah. th- this part doesn't really make a lot of sense it's because th- she's supposed to be half Vila. Half Vila. So, so it com- that's something that they just do to men. Like he couldn't, right. c- he couldn't control himself because the Vila hit him and he just freaked out. And asked her out, and then right away. Apparently, Mike Harley's in the chat, and he's like, Hi. That was very good, Teague. I'm honored you're impersonating me. <laughs> oh, he's been doing Oh, that's who week. he is. Hi, Vocal Which Accords. Which one? Hi, Michael. Which one is he? He's uh, Vocal Accords. Oh. He's outed now, man. Ha ha! He's <laughs> been in the chat the whole time. <laughs> Isn't me or do. The guy in the videos in the purple shirt is Vocal Accords. Everyone get him! Ah! Isn't me or do, for the most, other than Ron, do the dress robes really just like. Tuxes with really long tails, essentially. Yeah, their school right. uniforms are just like robe versions of other things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do like the reaction. That that's a great moment where he's like, "What are those? What are those?" And Kara's like, "What? I, my toothbrush? What? What? Those my my dress robes? It's fine." <laughs> Let me point out that that Malfoy buys his entire Quidditch team new brooms. Harry doesn't even buy his best friend. Dress but Ron, that Ron was a better friend. It. Ron, Ron wouldn't, wouldn't have, have taken, taken it. it. Remember? And not only that, but I bought my ex-girlfriend a broom, and she was not any kind of happy about it. <laughs> well, actually, if you think about it, he does. He gives George. To be and, fair, he she gives, was kind uh, of George and um, Fred right. the, the, the treasure are and says, "Make sure that Ron gets a new pair of yeah. dress robes, but don't tell them they're from me." A, a little late, though. Yes, yeah. but <laughs> he's he's yeah, but like the whole thing is Ron has already. I mean, we get the moment at the trolley. Ron has expressed his hostility for. Or his discomfort with allowing Harry to buy him so much as a piece of candy, like a candy bar. He's not going to take the the dress robes. He's got yeah. It'd be too you know, That's fair. I think if you've I, ever had a friend who's much more well off than you, and they're like, "We'll get you lunch," and you're like, "No, let's just eat sandwiches." Yeah. I think I think if Ron had asked him, Harry would have done it. I think, oh, uh, in yeah. a heartbeat. That's case. Sure. That's the case for pretty much everything that Ron could have asked Harry to do. Yeah. Well, that's Ron likes Harry because they're Harry likes Ron. besties for yeah. Poor well, I mean, I, I friendship has no limits, Michael. They bring it up a couple times that I mean, when the when he goes with the Weasleys to the bank and he's ash- almost ashamed and trying to hide how much he has versus right. how much they have. Oh, he, that's a that's a that's kind of a heartbreaking oh, scene is. because because she's going Mrs. Weasley is going into their vault and like running her hands through the corners to like maybe there's a couple of nuts that I can't see and Harry's just like oh god gold don't look please I'm so ashamed and uh yeah because oh, here's her all that she's all that moment which is just like I took off my glasses and took down my ponytail my hair's yeah. not frizzy at the moment yeah lip this gloss fashion, everybody beautiful yeah this is not this is not as big of a revelation as it is in the books because she has yeah. been quite this pretty for the last three movies. So <laughs> yeah. there's a problem there. The reveal is to Harry. It's not to Ron. Yeah, that's another problem. Yeah, that's weird. That is another weird. And I think that's that's something that I think set up kind of a red herring thinking that, yeah, Harry, Harry is now appreciating Hermione's beauty for the first time. But that's not what that moment is supposed to be about. That's not what the scene is supposed to be about. 
Yeah, is there ever like a Ron, uh, ever like a Harry being like, damn moment in the books i can't think of any i, don't like, I think i think harry was impressed by how yeah, pretty he, she was but there was but never in a, the books it's always been like hello my very smart sister yeah like yeah. Yeah. jk rowling was always very careful there's, about that there's yeah. actually very little in the despite books. despite the fact that again like we were talking about the shipping wars there was oh. there was a there was <laughs> yeah. an entire faction of, of my father fought in fans. the shipping wars there was an entire faction of fans, and it got ugly that were like Ron uh, or Harry and Hermione are ending up together, and there was the Ron and Hermione are ending up together, and they hated each other. And finally, you know, somebody won. Well, well, you know, there was a whole interview with it goes into it. I, uh, we were reading a, a book called Harry: A History that's about the fandom and stuff like that. Now say it like um, Hermione. Aww. Red eyes again. This is Doris. You got to say it like again. Hermione says it. Harry, Harry, a history. No, no, it's more like Harry, a history. Yeah. But um, it's like she would Will not Wheaton. have pronounced H. the the. Uh, it became a whole thing, and true to she internet have, form, true to internet that form, way. when they, you know, they basically get together in in Half Blood Prince. So when that was published, there was an interview, uh, with her, and she was, and some people on the on the Ron Hermione side were like, "See, uh, we thought it was obvious," and and J.K. Rowling's like, "I thought it was obvious too. I made all of it. Like, who would have thought?" The other way. That's silly. And it's like, okay, we're going to put this issue to bed. Nope. The war started all over again being like, <laughs> you were just dismissive of us and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you lost. Stop it. Stop. I just want to say. Losers we, don't stop. I know. Don't you know that? Not on not the internet. internet. I want to say we had a cutaway to. I hate to, this uh, band. They're Jim terrible. Jim sitting on the bench <laughs> tapping his toe. Yeah. I really like the design of his artificial leg. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, a, wait. Did a, we uh, address the, the changing of the. Oh, the lyrics are so awful in this song. Name. It's a rave. The lyrics you know, the, are so awful in this song. They're the, like, we heard of three things in the magical world and we're just going to say them in <laughs> lyrics. No, the choir master. Uh, uh, Flitwick. Flitwick. Uh, they, is this the first movie where he's different? No, the, the previous one. Okay, never mind. Because in the previous one, he was the I choir was master. I was busy. Right. In the previous one, he was the choir master and they were like, how about that's just Flitwick? And yeah. he's okay. <laughs> just so nothing. Flitwick. What? He... We have plastic surgery here. It's yeah. magic. He's the charms mess. He, and, you know, he'd be like, McGonagall, can you do something with magic this? Magic haircut. <laughs> Done. Bam. There you go. Michael. <laughs> yes. I don't know if we've talked broadly about this movie quite enough. We've talked about like tangenty stuff, but yeah. what what is the tonal problem that you have with Goblin? <sighs> the t- like, if you listen to Mike and Newell talk about it, he thinks he made a thriller. <laughs> he thinks he made a thriller and this is so clearly at best a romantic comedy because that's what else he's made he's a he's four weddings and a funeral and, yeah. and other stuff like that okay sure but there is no well it's certainly not the mystery that the rest of the that no that they're supposed but there, to be. there is a there is a tremendous mystery at the core of this why well, yeah, is harry and the uh, entered into the goblin and, yeah but, but this but they is don't, not no. this is not a mystery film yeah no they don't they don't do that it's not it's not dark it's there, not scary and the the Sometimes it's very silly, and and I think Mad Eye Moody is actually a little bit over the top. He's a little goofy yeah. as opposed to scary, you know. Um, because he, in the in he the dances the line, yeah. But in the I mean in the books, he's just very very gruff and very quiet, and you're kind of paying very close attention because he's like a a you know an animal that might jump, and then he'll just constant vigilance, like scream it. He's <laughs> like, what? He's a paranoid psychopath. Yeah, he's a paranoid lunatic, and and you don't get that. You get that he's kind of. He's kind of cracked in this, but he's kind of like, you know, shaking his head and being very goofy and silly. And I don't think that works. And then you're trying to get the darker stuff where 
they find Barty Crouch murdered in the woods, and they the movie starts off with killing the Muggle caretaker, and Voldemort comes back at the end, and so it it goes back and forth between trying to be very silly and trying to be the turning point of the series, and it can't quite get it. And even the ending, it's like they're trying to do this uplifting ending when this ought to be the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's right, the, they do. Of the I series. forgot about that. Yeah. That was a very odd moment there. You know, she's screaming at Ron, you know, next time, why don't you ask me yourself instead of, you know, and not as a last resort. And then nothing comes of it. There's no relationship blossoms yeah. after that. They go right back to just bickering at one another. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still in, we're still in the, the yo ball. I like him trying that's to grab a, her That's butt, a good but. beat. That's a good Hagrid beat. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to go. All right. All right. Hi, Paulu. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what am I going to do? It's a chest height, you know. <laughs> Sudden <laughs> Paul. Yeah, constant vigilance. I think he, does he even say it in the movie? He maybe says it once. I don't once. think so. Oh, how can you, yeah, see? How are you going to lose that? By the way, we are eight donators away from having hit 100 people donating today. Go, so. go, go, go. Please. What happened to your voice? I don't know. You just, became, you just became the guy from my cam real quick. Yeah. Go, go. Actually, that's placebo. I, I can't make band jokes anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here go, we go. go, go. More of expository dreams. Although, this bothers me a little bit because we got this in the beginning, then we're gonna, then there's, he has basically the same dream as the prologue, yes. and then he goes to Dumbledore and he goes, okay, so I've been having this dream. In the dream, this happens and this happens right. and this happens. Yep. And it's like, okay, this is the third time that we've seen this, and you've already given everything away. There is no mystery here. Why are we doing this? You know, that's another point that Harley brought up in the videos, which is that these these movies almost by and large, with the exception of a couple of them, like they they, they don't even try to be an operational mystery as a movie. Like they, these are mystery novels. They're all each of them a mystery novel of some sort. And most of the movies don't treat them at all like that. And don't present clues in the no. way where it's like, hey, audience member, try to sort this out, too. Like no. you would when you're reading the book. Like they, I, they, they, I, would argue, I would argue that the first uh, at least the first one definitely of all of them does. But even then, not as much. Yeah. Well, the first well, one... I think the third one does the most, to be honest. Yeah. Suck it, Harry. Even Neville is less of a Neville than you are. Yeah. <laughs> I love... And I love that moment where he's like, I'm just getting in. Me! <laughs> uh, the, the moment he really gets his, his confidence. And there's... Yeah. So here we've got a, a bridge scene. He's like, I saw the previous movie and Quaron did a bridge scene, so I'm going to do a bridge scene. Because screw him. I'm going to do it better. I'm going to do it like him, but better. Victor's more of a physical being. Yeah. It's so the weird. The exposition bridge as a, yeah. as a sport. <laughs> I don't... It's, it, someone was writing... It's like this, this scene, they wrote Hermione, like, this is how smart people talk, right? He says physical being and loquacious, and she talks weird. That's not how people... <laughs> right, yeah. She can't talk like a normal person. But the rest of the time, it's like, she's smart, but she understands how humans talk. And then, and then she moves to the other side of the bridge just because, oh, this is a better shot. Get on over there. I like how you can tell that there's no prescription on Harry's glasses because she's not distorted at all. Yeah. Oops. Magic. Yeah, movie magic. No, magic magic. Oh, magic magic. Yeah, they fixed his glasses, but he just looks better that way. They fixed his eyes, but... They don't have corrective surgery, apparently, yeah. in the wizarding world. Selective optics. Yeah, he acts so weird in this scene. <laughs> I love that part. Well, this was, you should take a bath. Hayden Christensen, what is that? Kyle on the, you should be on the on mic if you're going to. 
Oh, Kyle says, yeah. everything he says sounds... <laughs> Which, by the way, if you add gruff to that, that's how you get Batman. He's just always out of breath. Also the great Mancini, if you ever watch uh, <laughs> uh, the old... Uh, Look at this weirdo. Robert Duvall. <laughs> Look at him. Okay, so... Oh, this was... Yes, as, as, some, uh, as Michael is pointing out in the, um, in the chat, this is the first time that some of us readers... We're given. Hi, hi, we're, that's me. Hi. We're thrown a bone as to how Hermione's name was pronounced when she taught Victor Crumb how to pronounce oh, it. Right, that's right. <laughs> Which, by the way, sly move, Joe. Thanks. Yeah. What up? You know, Nux, bump. Thank you for that. In the book, this takes forever for oh, him to uh, actually Doc's decide to take too, yeah. a, uh, a bath. Right. All right, so we got some meal meal time here. Oh, okay. Meal time. Um, corn meal time. For the goblet of fire. Yeah, corn meal time, pretty much. For the goblet of fire, uh, I wanted to do this in a cup, but I couldn't get the mold uh, in time because uh, uh, there's an old restaurant in Glendale that used to have a creamy polenta cup. That was awesome. But this is inspired by that. It is a creamy polenta goblet uh, with uh, red pepper, uh, onion, and some spicy beef on top of that. Um, uh, got, some, got some good stuff in there. It's just a real simple kind of hearty wintery dish. Oh, the beef uh, is really good. Cool. Thank you, man. Chloe, that is, uh, Chloe, show the plate to the webcam. The, uh, not a good okay. <laughs> the beef specifically, the beef specifically is a uh, ribeye uh, from, um, and they're not an official sponsor, but I love them anyway. Uh, it's uh, Harmony Farms over in uh, La Crescent in my hometown. They got a great selection of grass-fed, locally raised uh, beef that I'm big into. Um, but yeah, so it's a real simple. Uh, again, if you pledge right now, You'll get an email with all the recipes for stuff I made tonight. Um, so Ooh, please donate. Go uh, go closer. Go give it like a good close up shot. This is yeah. not the best plate of thing I've ever made. Uh, right. Up, <laughs> up, 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 up. There you go. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, it, it's um, not going to do anything. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of yeah, getting blown up. I mean, it's very delicious. It it's real counts, simple to make. You can get that whole thing done in like 15 minutes. So not really enjoy. Good. It's the first thing I've eaten today besides coffee and jelly beans. Yeah. Who on earth would have ever figured out this task? Oh, yeah, put right. it under the water. It's like, uh, I don't know, throw it against we, the wall and do the... We, we do need to take a moment to address that this is by far the creepiest scene. <laughs> yeah. In the, there is a ghost looking at Harry Potter's genitals <laughs> right now. And the ghost and is twice knows, his age and he's a minor. And he knows yeah. and she knows and they're just not going to talk about it. Yeah, she's going to cut. She, well, he's pretty uncomfortable with she, this scene. She reaches over and touches him in a minute, if I'm not mistaken. No, she. well, she lean, She She kind of cuddles up to him. Yeah. It's like that scene happening. in the pilot of Breaking Bad. <laughs> but... It was. Uh, there's a, the there, doing the same to Cedric. There is a yeah. There is a quick reference to Polyjuice Potion. That's the other thing that she contributes here. Yeah. But we get that beat again when Snape goes. You've been steal. Someone's been stealing ingredients for Polyjuice Potion this year. So we don't even really. I mean, we needed this scene so so Myrtle could tell him to put it under water. But there we go. I'm doing the same thing Harry's doing on the on the mic right now. I'm just like chinning on it like. Uh. Wow. They took a long time. This was he only figured this out, you know, two days before, and there. This is the night before, and we're about to get. Since we cut the house elves from the entire movie, basically, uh, SPW and all that stuff, all of that stuff goes to Neville, and not only here, but pretty much everything Dobby does until until Deathly Hallows goes to Neville. Uh, Dobby was the one who found the Room of Requirement in in Order of the Phoenix, and Neville is the one who does it there. 
And uh, I can't remember anything in Half Blood Prince that Dobby really. Oh, he he I, trailed around uh, Malfoy. I don't know exactly how this happens, right. given that it's a chat room right now. But someone somehow managed to leave a comment on this video, uh, as opposed to a chat entrant, and it is, uh, "I love your beard. May I stroke it?" Mm. And it's Alexandra Brand. So that's not even a dude. Kyle, good job. Okay. I don't even think that's me he's referring to because I wasn't on camera. It was probably... Uh, well, I don't know when I got the comment. I just noticed it. Well, you, you may stroke it if your hands are clean. I'm, I'm pretty beard promiscuous. <laughs> yeah, so here's, here's Neville who has had this idea planted by fake Moody so that Harry can get to the next stage of the tournament, even though he's totally Moody's totally going to cheat if he has to to get Harry to the the Triwizard Cup first. So I don't try and nitpick. It was Dobby. I, I don't try and nitpick because this this is how you tell a good stories. You kind of have to make contrivances. But if the whole plan was to get Harry to the Triwizard Cup, which is a port key, which takes him somewhere that Moody wants him to be, why didn't he just turn Harry's shoelaces into a port key or he whatever? Doesn't have that. He, he had to get him. the The only thing I can think is again, you can't apparate away from the grounds of Hogwarts, so you couldn't take a port key unless it was, you know, authorized by Dumbledore, presumably. Um, so he had to get him far enough outside the bounds of Hogwarts to do it. And I guess the center. Yeah, of the but I mean, all it really takes to get Harry Potter, Harry Potter, to leave the grounds of Hogwarts is like a vague suggestion that he shouldn't, and there's a reason <laughs> to do it. That's that's a really good point. Put a port key underwater. Make Ron a port key. Forget it. <laughs> we also cut cares? out of this movie. We also cut out a lot, all the stuff that delays Harry from figuring out what he should do next. Which is most of it. That is, I think, figuring out how to get Cho to go out with him, uh, and that just goes nowhere. Been there because man. because I mean uh, the the Cho storyline is essentially cut from Order of the Phoenix. It's there so that he can have his first kiss. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, they date for a little while. In the book, and then in the movie, it's kind of like Do they? they they kiss, and then they see each other when they come back from the break, and then that's it. Yeah, so. they, they bring it back as uh, when in the books, at least when Ron is going out with Lavender, and he's trying to break it off. He's like, "Well, yeah, but when you and Joe, you just kind of drifted apart, and it was fine." And I have this whole issue. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a whole chain of these storylines. He's like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to break up. I can't look to you for an example or advice because you guys could just kind of fell apart. So this, very famously, um, he Dan Radcliffe actually trained extensively to be able to shoot these plates. It's some of it's stunt work, and that obviously is is computer generated. But they built That's a giant, a they built a giant tank, a giant blue screen tank, and uh, they spent you know about a month. Filming, uh, filming inserts. They could, they could get about ten seconds before he had to, you know, call in the, uh, uh, call in the the scuba gear. But he, he did it. Um, he was down there doing it at, you know, fourteen, fifteen, however old he was here. So, which turned out to be a really good thing because Harry spends a lot of time underwater. And some of the, <laughs> some of the other movies, he gets almost drowned by Inferius. He gets almost drowned by, uh, the the locket when he has to swim down for the the sword. So by that time, it was old hat. He's like, oh, I'm gonna drown again. Okay, fine. Here's another uh, uh, thing that gets set up that never goes anywhere. There's supposed to be some sort of gigantic squid that lives in the lake. Yeah. Um, and we, I think we see it in one of the we earlier films very briefly. I, th I don't think so. I Honestly, think so. I think that's just kind of one of those, eh, let's just keep throwing that in as the random thing everyone talks about every book. Yeah, it doesn't come up. 
ultimately. But I think he sees it go by in you know in the sequence in the book. But where personally do you draw the line between something that's just added color and then something that is a setup that is no longer paid off or not? Well, if it doesn't get paid off, then it's just added color. That's the that's the thing. I mean, and there's a, it, it depends on how many times you repeat it. And then yeah, it like is, like is it a thing where like there has to be a couple of vectors towards right. some kind of resolution? Yeah. I wouldn't mind, and I wouldn't mind. It would have been fine if they put the giant squid in, but you know they were having the conversation like, okay, we could have the giant squid go by. That's going to be fifty grand. Do we have to pay or a hundred grand or however much? Do we have to pay that money? No, screw the squid. Ain't no squid in the in the black lake. No, I'm. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna pay it off, pay it off in the final uh, in the final movie where you know just in the background you see a tentacle reaching out and grabbing a Death Eater and dragging him off into the water. No, by payoff I mean that it actually becomes a a, sort of a central part of the story. Um, Not that it gets you know. Would you consider her mentioning Sirius Black and Philosopher's Stone to be a setup? Not a not a purposeful one, but it ends up being that way because I think she just mentioned that name. Um, Do you think she just in later books went back and picked a name that she had already said once? Yeah, I think so. Okay, because in that in that first book, uh, he's just the guy who loaned Hagrid the motorcycle. But with the the giant squid, it gets mentioned a couple of times and then it never gets used again. Um, and this would be the place to pay it off, where you have the giant squid as part of this challenge. Um, it's okay that it's not, but that, that's just an example. Yeah. Another example of something that I guess it's just color, even though she mentioned it multiple times, um, and it could have been bigger. Yeah, I do like I, I do like the design of the mermaids. They're kind of androgynous, and they purposefully got away from the uh, the typical mermaid look by having their their tails vertical as opposed to the the kind of up and down motion that you normally see. They're more see. fishy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is. Pretty well done, although he he doesn't get there much before the other uh, the, the other um, champions. Also, this means there's a second, like, unconscious Hermione uh, <laughs> dummy in somebody's closet. That's true. Kyle. We seem to be very hung up on that. <laughs> well, let me just well the one that the one that was, was floating underwater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Kyle's got this look like. Teach busy working on the uh, on the stream, so I just wanted to point out that was our example of you're transforming the wrong part of you into a shark. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. No, uh, that was that the part Kyle necessary. pointed out that he does give himself the gills. I'm just watching this guy like work his ass off, try to swim with like this giant freaking head and feet. They, I'm sure I, in the they book they do though, explain they say, that it's an incomplete right. uh, uh, transformation. That, he tried um, to go the whole way. That I he think. wasn't yeah. as good. In the in the movie, it looks like wow, that guy is awesome. But in the book, it, it's clear that it was not a complete success. Yeah, he, he he got enough to be able to breathe, but not quite enough to. Oh, yeah, definitely very impressive. The Grindy Lows, which we, we were uh, in the books introduced to with uh, with Lupin, he probably this this spell that he's about to use to get himself out of it is like probably should have started with that. But like, let's go up. I gotta say, th- this design I really like. Yeah, it's the definitely creepy design is and elegant at the same time. And wonderful like animation, which is very difficult for you know they're half they're half soft and half uh, upper body you know regular um, animation. But he, uh, Grindylows are as are many things like centaurs and stuff. Uh, Grindylows are an actual mythical creature 
that were that that's a funny she, sentence she put in her actual, actual mythical, mythical yeah we're it's not some, kidding about people not kidding about this <laughs> yeah it's 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 something that people have have told legends about outside of this story as opposed to also like me a few things that that she made up actually actually a lot of the stuff incorporated a, a lot of the creatures and stuff in this series are incorporated from folklore and mythology particularly um you know the british isles and so um there, there are very few things that definitely are definitely going to die there yeah and they're all like no it'll be fine in the book, it's really annoying how he comes out and uh, he thinks that you know those people were going to die without without him. It, and that, and even Ron goes, "No, you're, what are you, an idiot? They yeah. weren't going to let us die. What are you, stupid?" And, and Harry feels terrible about yeah, it. Yeah, Harry's like, "Oh yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm really stupid. Sorry. <laughs> I sorry." But then, but then they give him a ton of points for for being stupid. So yeah, for being okay. courageous, I guess. Yeah, because of because of courage and moral fiber. But but again, in the book they uh, or in the movie, I don't think they do it as clearly because he reaches he reaches the the dummies, uh, and they look very much like dummies, as people in the chat have been pointing out. Um, he reaches them about two seconds before uh, you know Cedric does. So it's not like he was there. Totally could have made it up and was just. I think in the waiting. book it's extended out. He's like waiting for like five, ten He waits minutes, for wait, a bit. Waiting yeah. for people, waiting for people. So it's more of a right. very blatant, he could have gotten there. Yeah. But there's a little, uh, there's a little symbol on, on Dumbledore's wand as he puts it up to his throat. It is not the Deathly Hallows symbol. They had not figured that out by this point. So ah. I know people, uh, people have looked at that and they're like, yeah, you already had it. And it was... It was it was it was actually it looked like a little uh, kanji or something. I can't quite tell what it is, but um yeah, it it had a neat thing, but that would have been if they if you could go back and watch these movies and it totally had the Deathly Hallows sign, I'd be like, "Holy crap, I cannot believe that they had that that early." Even though it was only a few years before uh, Deathly Hallows came out. Well, yeah, but it, it wouldn't even be the whole um Deathly Hallows symbol because it would only be the symbol for the wand, which is a stick. Right, the line. Well, they might have put the the whole symbol. I mean, the uh, the resurrection well, that would be, stone. That would be pretty dumb. And also, the resurrection stone has the the full symbol inside it. I guess so. So I don't know. But was, was this conversation? This was uh, this, Ludo. Yeah, this is weird. Well, this is invent. It's weird, but it's invented. I, I, I or rather, it, it it's invented and weird, but I like it because it it humanizes Crouch for the first time. Oh, he's true. just been this. He's just been this weirdo with a Hitler mustache this whole time, and th- he finally is like. He has a personality. A little, uh, he has yeah. a personality, and he's got. There's some empathy there. He's yeah. talking about, you know, they've they've got something in common. They've both lost family. He's like, I don't, you know. I just I vaguely I, remember after one of the challenges, him getting pull, uh, pulled aside by Ludo, who's trying to offer him advice. And well, Ludo like keeps that. trying to help him cheat because yeah. Ludo's got money well, on him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we've yeah. excised the entire character. So yeah. Who cares? It turns out he has a gambling habit. Yeah. <laughs> And he owes the goblins mad money. I like that moment, though, that uh, Moody licks his lips. And I don't. It makes me upset. Part, well, no, I, I, I like the fact that Barty Crouch Sr. suddenly reacts to it. And it's as if the movie is saying, oh, yeah, wait a minute. We had a mystery going on here, right? Yeah, there's, wait a second. There's, some, there's something going on. Yeah. Hey, it's going to be here. it's going to be approximately one scene later that we understand where that comes from. And they're like, yeah, we had a mystery going on here. Over now. <laughs> Hey, look, it's Antoine, everybody. Antoine! Hey. Antoine! So, yeah, I mean, just in this scene, I wanted to say that it's, like, cool that they spent the time to, like, make 
him seem like a family. Like they're more than just friends, like Harry, Hermione. Yeah, and, um, they're like going out camping in yeah, the Forbidden yeah, and Forest. Yeah, talking, which actually plays into the themes of order, which played into a lot of family with the uh, Hagrid's giant brother and all that kind of stuff. Oh, um, you take a seat by that mic, sir. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. What do I like? bring, no, 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 no saying, I'm saying you're bringing the pain right now. Oh, well, you know. Cool. Like Harry Potter. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, but I yeah, like, I, I, I thought that moment was really nice that they took that moment to, you know, show that. And a lot of this, the whole series is about family and friends and love. So yeah. just having that little moment I thought was like really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's as as comes up quite frequently, um, uh, starting with the next film. That's what that's the primary thing that makes Harry different from Voldemort. And that's the thing that protects him from Voldemort. Ultimately, is that. You know, the, as the the prophecy says, he has power the Dark Lord knows not, and the power is his ability to love and to have friends and to care about other people, which Voldemort oh, does not great. understand. Yeah, I know. Well, but <laughs> which Voldemort does not uh, understand, and that's that's also one of the underlying things. The reason the reason that Snape, um, the the reason that Snape flies under Voldemort's radar, uh, as I think uh, Rowling revealed in in an in interview or something, or or rather, kind of. A, uh, expanded upon is that because uh, because Snape is motivated by his love for Lily and Voldemort does not understand love he cannot understand any reason why Snape would be betray yeah. him or be against him so he can't like he can't this look for ridiculous. that in in Snape's mind so it's a it's a little uh, saccharine but that's fine no I mean this is this, oh, is this. just goofy it's yeah. cartoonish well again the the tonal change it's like he gets he you know oh the licorice licorice snaps they're a little sharp and then it's oh literally uh, which yeah. is totally which is a bit in the tone of the books but then it immediately shifts to oh pensive and it's it's and dark and see, weird and and we're we're in the war trials where people are going to be sent to Azkaban for the rest of their lives we reveal the magical urinal yeah you know there's a magical urinal. Don't kid. There's a ma- well, the, it's the, the other cabinet. Yeah. What happened? He kicked over the candies and it opened up like he, this. Yeah, he the candies. It was a Scooby Doo moment where he backs into. Yeah, it. the candies freaked him out and he was caused to back up into the cabinet, which I guess is like one of those magnetic ones where you push it and it just pops open, and so it revealed this thing. And here's like, oh, shiny, and then he fell into the pensive. He fell into Dumbledore's memories that he's. Um, yeah. I think that's a pretty well done effect, all things considered. Just yeah. going right through them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, here we go. This is a hell of a little cage. This is scary. Well, it's, yeah, it's for Karkaroff, obviously, for, uh, to, to keep him from getting too crazy but I, I like that they're like okay we're not taking any chances with anybody dark man you sounded kind of like the honey badger guy a second ago. I was like oh look at this cave this is scary, yeah, this is scary. <laughs> cave, cave doesn't give a crap I'm sure I'd be freaked out if I were so in a cage Karkarov gets off uh, from going to Azkaban because he gives testimony yeah I mean Karkarov gets off because he gives he gives up some names it? oh yeah they they were keeping him in Azkaban and then uh, the the names get him out particularly i think it's it's barty jr that gets him out because he's like okay there's there's shame and and all that business so we're gonna sweep this under the rug and let him out i guess jv in the chat who's donated tonight and been a badass uh is he he might have to actually leave the chat because apparently his grandma is really in ailing health tonight and our thoughts go out to you and your grandma and hopefully that all goes well and don't stick around on our behalf man do what you got to do thank you for all of your donations and, and represent man Good job. 
And also thank you, Phil E, for the recent uh, donations. Also from evident, also from evidences and Arthur Love and Real Cabs. Lots of good ones coming up. <coughs> I love Dumbledore there. Yeah, he's no more Death Eater than I am. He's doing a great job here. I think I I I think seeing this side of Dumbledore uh, is better when he's the more serious because he's because he's always been very he's been more whimsical and stuff at school and now to see him very serious in a courtroom kind of giving testimony and going okay. I mean, I mean, Dumbledore is basically sitting there going, this guy should probably go back to Azkaban. I just want to say. <laughs> Barney Crouch is going to, I'll just slip out right now. Oh, He's I, like, no, not oh, Longbottom. I, uh, hmm, I should probably go. You would think as, as easy as it apparently is, he'd just be like, oh, Confundus, Imperial, shut up because like whatever it took <laughs> to just, <laughs> oh, crap. He's going to say it. Antoine? Yeah. And then, yes. so it's been, what, four minutes since we saw Moody do the tongue flick thing? Yeah. And then here we are. So it's like, oh, and they're, they're mentioning Polyjuice Potion left and right. And uh, I wonder what's going on here. I have an Antoine question. Okay. Question? Where does uh, Goblet of Fire sit in your personal, like, uh, pantheon of Harry Potter? I was trying to do that before I got here. And initially when I saw it, when I first saw it, I was like 15, what was it, 2005? Yeah, I was 15. Um, it was my favorite because I was one of those people who um, were one of those fans who thought Azkaban was blasphemous because it had like it took out so many things. And then later on, when I like started rewatching, I thought Azkaban was actually my favorite. And this one's kind of gotten lower each time I rewatch it. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm, I guess it just doesn't hold up because when I fir- on first viewing, I thought this was like my at the time like of the four, I was like, this is definitely my favorite. Um, probably because I was a teen and this is like playing exactly to my age group. Um, especially, I know, I know you guys earlier were talking about like the Yule Bar, Ball being like absolutely like, like yeah. it doesn't matter a lick. Yeah, but to me, and I guess some of my friends that I was with, we were like, oh yeah, Harry's gonna get with girls now, you know. And for for me, and I guess my age group, I guess I can speak to like you know the younger people that clicks, I guess, just because we're in that age group and that's what it is. Um, but now it's got to be in my bottom four mm. because of the David Yates film. Because the David Yates films are like possibly my favorite. Coron being on the top, uh, asking him to be on the top. So right on. So this would be that would be that would put this in sixth place if there's Quaron and then four Yates movies between it. Yeah, that would put it. Up. And then you, the and then you just, just no love for Columbus scene. at all. Then huh? Yep. Uh, third time we've seen this scene, and which he has to describe to to Dumbledore as opposed to be ah, actually let's do the thing and we can just go. <laughs> are you, how about you look at it and tell me what you think because yeah. Pull out my memory thing and actually keep it. You know what? Keep it. <laughs> I don't want that one. I don't need that one. That's cool. I got five of them. Like, yeah. yeah. I've had that dream five times. and I like the... Uh, I, I do like the effect. It comes out of his temple here? It comes out of his temple, yeah. Uh, I think they always Snape do that. takes it out of his tear for some reason? Yeah. When you, when you, movie? When you cry them, I, I guess you can cry hmm. memories as well if you feel like <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Because symbolism. Because Slughorn also takes it out of his temple. They just establish that it goes... You take it right out of there. That was a coincidental moment, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Look at it! Hi. And he opens the door. We probably should have... Harry Potter himself is standing right there. Probably should have locked that. Damn! Yeah. Huge mistake. <laughs> what? What do you think? Nothing. It's fine. Hey, let's talk about what you did wrong. <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> Ingenious. Yeah, I mean, we're going straight from that scene 
We know it's him. We're talking Polyjuice Potion. We haven't established. Join me in my murder closet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, look. That can kill you. That can kill you. Whoops. Uh, yeah, the Veritas Serum is becomes useful later, yeah, I guess. He, he does use threaten to just uh, poison a student right now. Well, not yeah. really poison them, but you, illegally be a dick, basically. Yeah. Um, but do you really think that the hinting here is worse than all the Pettigrew stuff that goes on in the previous film? Yeah, because... You, but partly because it leaves out the... Uh, um, they're they're so disparate that the threads come together and you're like, oh, we mentioned an Animagus in that one and we mentioned... And we saw that the Pettigrew was here in that one and we're doing different things. But this one is literally like, yeah. you know, we've seen him already and we've seen Moody. And Moody does a weird thing with his tongue that the movie makes sure to focus on. And then the next scene... Barty Crouch Jr. does a weird thing with his tongue, and we've seen that he's out of Azkaban. And then next one, we're talking yeah, about Polyjuice I'll, I'll Potion again. I agree that he does it a little more subtly and draws it out a little bit more, yeah. but I, I don't think it's more obvious, really. I don't know. It's, all, it's, all the clues are it, there for Pettigrew, too. It is hard. It is hard to judge being, um, being that I know the story. It's so it's hard to to judge whether or not. Just like Anthony was saying about serious he's like i go into the movie knowing that he's a good guy so it never occurs to me to to watch the movie as if i'm convinced he's a bad guy but that's the question then at what point does the filmmaker owe the book and i guess the future audience the credit of saying let's present this the way we're anticipating no, people absolutely. who have never seen it before i think because i think I, that's what I, I think that's what the filmmaker does owe the story it's like if you're going to tell that the story bear you're mind, telling this is going to be seen by people in 40 years who aren't going to read this book precisely Precisely. So, so if you're telling a mystery story, it's on you to construct the mystery. And I think these the the Harry Potter movies, um, as they go on, kind of forget or fail to understand that they are mysteries, and they're just telling stories of Harry's on an adventure. This year he is, you know, playing Death Olympics, and next year he's just sitting around being pissed off, um, as opposed to the the building. Um, the building of a mystery and a question and, and something that ultimately has to be solved. Because when we get out of the, the Voldemort scene and we go to um, Moody in his, in his study, it's a foregone conclusion that the audience understands where we're at because it, it's making no attempt to hide the fact that Moody is drinking Polyjuice Potion and he's out of it and it's wearing off and, and doing that whole thing as opposed to when you read the book... And the, 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 the clues have been dropped throughout, but when you read the book, you can be reading it and all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, Mad-Eye Moody is a Death Eater. And Mad-Eye Moody set me up and all of that. And it's only when Dumbledore bursts in and attacks him and the Polyjuice Potion wears off do they go, no, no, this was never Mad-Eye Moody. I, no, I don't know about that. When I read the book for the first time, by the time Dumbledore burst in, I, I definitely knew that it was Crouch, not Mad Eye Moody. Although what book? you're describing is cool, the uh -huh. idea that Mad Eye Moody was a double agent. That's what the the or just crazy. Yeah, I guess you could probably. The, well, the idea too. that he was a, that it was Mad Eye the Death Eater in the book, I remember being being struck by that. Um, I love and, the canon jokes, by the way. Yeah. What do you What do you think of this last challenge being a maze? I think it's really really dumb to have. Your last challenge be a maze when you've got magic. Yeah, because not at all. Any, ev every single maze on the planet. Accio Firebolt. Well, uh, yeah, there exactly. it is. <laughs> and then, and because every single maze in the world can be solved by following one wall until you're out. Period. Yep, yeah. That's how mazes work. Um, so if you can make yourself go fast, that's how you beat the maze. 
or go above it in your broomstick. <laughs> yeah. I th- there's yeah. a lot of this. I mean, I've got to be honest. This is I a lot of people love this book probably because of the Return of Old Warp. I it was never my favorite book by by any means and yeah, the more I look at it, the more I'm like, yeah, I can't really justify this. This plot and this whole thing and them being like, well, I guess you got to compete because the cup said so is just, it, it, it really makes no sense. Not only that, what would happen if he didn't compete? Like, is the cup going to find him? Right. There's, there's no discussion of that. Yeah. It's a binding magic. Well, yeah. It's like, did he ax- Did someone make the unbreakable vow with that cup for right. him? Yes. Watch, it, watch it be That's this. That's messed up. Watch it be this. It's a binding magical contract. I'm not doing it. Well, Five points from Gryffindor. And yeah. you're in breach of contract. And your and, face and uh, your mom addresses you funny. Yeah, because it never, they never do explain. They're like, he has to. Well, what will happen if he doesn't? He has to. <laughs> what are you even talking about? I don't understand the words that you're but saying. Not only is this not cinematic, it's not, these are now two of the three events are not good spectator sports. The, yeah. The, all the yeah, people in the they stands, can't see they anything. can't see anything. Yeah, and the, none of them are good. Well, when the when the dragon goes rampaging around Hogwarts, it's all just like, okay, the the champions are going to do their thing, and I guess we'll see them in a few hours, right? And find out what happened. They don't have TVs, and they don't have, you know, they're not floating around. Have, have you ever have you ever watched like an F one race or a rally race in person? No, that, that's what it is, or really any <laughs> auto race. It's <laughs> like wait, 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 wait. Oh, that was all awesome! Right. All right, see that again in half an hour. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Yeah, if they could actually see something, that'd be... But then, uh, again, immediately, with Fleur, it's it really is disappointing how it's totally like, Fleur walks in and she screams. <laughs> yeah, that's right, she yeah. freaks out immediately, <laughs> no matter what happens, just completely panicked. She, she, is defeated, is also- she is defeated and knocked unconscious by a shrub. Yeah, and that's again, how she goes and now they're going to rape her. If, it just that's yeah. what it takes. To, if, just, yeah. if Harry really wanted to get out of this... Yeah. If Harry really wanted to get out of this, I mean, honestly, he's like, okay, if if you get into trouble, if you get into trouble, send up red sparks with your wand. If I were Harry, I'd be like, Done. one, two, three. Red, red sparks. sparks. <laughs> I lost. One, two, three, not it. I'm going home, please. <laughs> I don't. So, I also don't like that they're like, oh, when you're imperious, like your eyes get milky because they're like, oh, yeah, that's really hard to figure out who's friggin' imperious then. The, the entire Ministry of Magic is wearing sunglasses by the end of the seventh <laughs> yeah. book. When you get Imperius, you get the commemorative Imperius shirt that yeah. you must be commanded to wear. <laughs> Jesus, Johnston, your cataracts are just getting yeah. real out of control. No, it just seems know, so anticlimactic right? after, I don't know, the dragon. So yeah. it's just, the dragon is, is an incredibly strange place to start when you're starting there and then yeah. going. The, the reason and, and they're not, fire. It's not It's not metaphorical. It's, it's not clearly sim- symbolizing anything. I mean, Dumbledore tried to make it. He's like, make sure you don't lose yourself in there as well. And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, <laughs> in, the, in the book, there's it's not a, a maze that attacks you. Right. It's, it, there's like a sphinx. There's... there's, there's those blasted and yeah. roots and stuff in there, um, so it's like an obstacle course. Oh my god, that's right. The whole blasted and roots thing. See, that's the thing about Goblet of, of Fire. Right. The, the reason it's my favorite book is well, there is a lot of padding in there that you. It's don't a need. fun book to read, but it w- none of it would work as a movie. It, it, there is so much Harry Potter goodness in there between the Defense Against the Dark Arts classes, the Quidditch World Cup, Hagrid stuff, uh, new magical stuff. The Triwizard Tournament is cool. Learning about the new schools is cool, but it, it's really all about the ending, uh, which is like the reason it was such an impact is like, I mean, you got to understand when you're 14 years old and you've read those first three books and they're all like about 
you know, okay, so Voldemort's like a face on the back of a guy's head. Okay, Voldemort's a book. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, okay, Voldemort's not in this one. Oh, yeah, Voldemort's not in this one. Holy shit, Voldemort's there. Yeah. Standing there and he can touch Harry. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I absolutely agree. It's like this is another one where, again, if if the first two are setting, the first two movie uh, books, stories, whatever, are setting you up for Harry and, Harry and his friends thwart Voldemort. Book one is that. Book two is that in a strange way because he's a book. Um, <laughs> book three, book three, he's not in, and you're going, wait, what's going on? Book four, it's like the utter failure, complete failure to thwart Voldemort. Voldemort has succeeded, right. and everyone is hosed. He's back. By the way, have some stakes, kids. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, he had this whole gang too. Yeah. Like Death Eaters. Send up some leader. sparks, Cedric. Yeah. I know you exactly. were having wacky no, school years and everything, but hey, guess what? Hitler's back. A lot yeah. of the, uh, a lot, uh, you know. No, he's wor- uh, honestly he's worse than Hitler. I love the scene. I love the scene in Deathly Hallows where because basically Grindelwald is Hitler, right? I mean, 1945. And whoa, stuff whoa, like that. whoa! I'm kidding. Go and ahead. And he was, and he's, he's kept in, he's kept in the prison that he set up for for uh, Muggleborns, Nurmengard. Yeah. And there's a there's the scene in Death, there's the scene in Deathly Hallows where where Voldemort comes to him and asks him about the Elder Wand, and it's basically the scene. It's basically a scene where Satan visits Hitler, and Hitler goes, "Whoa, man, I ain't helping you out. <laughs> that uh, you're too crazy, you know." And I, I like that aspect of it. Whereas in the movie, it's kind of just like, "Oh, hey, Satan, yeah, it's Dumbledore's got it." Hey, if I, if I remember correctly, doesn't he say something like, "Oh, no, 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 that's when he visits Grigorovich. He's like, "It was stolen. You have to believe me." And Voldemort's yeah. like. I believe you, and then yeah. kills him. Vocal accords in the in the chat said canted camera angles equal impaired judgment. That's a, it's called a Dutch. Yeah, uh, Dutch that, angles. It's a Dutch angle, and I you know but I yeah. don't I actually think it's I think it's too clever by half. But I don't it's think, tr- but it's true that generally it's like something is off. That's yeah, what the some, Dutch something's were. off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to give you like, but again, it's just it's so generic here. So it's just a lot of the camera work in in that sequence in general, the film at large. Um, <laughs> Whereas with, you know, I, I think Columbus, we, we talk a bit about him playing it safe. I feel like Newell makes, or not, uh, yeah, David Newell makes choices here Michael that, Michael Newell makes choices that are. Can't catch a break, Eddie. Dude, I, uh, it's I late. Know. He's been cooking all been day. Cre- I know. It's 11. Yeah. Ma- maybe, maybe that's why, maybe that's why, because Thor's, Thor's judgment is impaired throughout that entire <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> but it's, has anyone noticed that Cedric is wearing like a Star Trek outfit? No, right it's now? like, it's like a team it jersey like type thing. It's like a Hufflepuff it's a thing. Yeah. By the way, they nah, had to, they had to digitally alter this, this headstone because they built it and it said Tom M. Riddle. Because they thought it was Voldemort's grave, right. and then they put out a promo still, and the fans went, "Excuse me, not what happened. That's his dad." <laughs> and they went, "Oh crap!" And so they actually had to change the headstone to. to I do like toddler uh, Voldemort here. Yeah. Um. In his uh. In his Voldebjorn. Did you see how Cedric was holding his his wand so like dumb. a firearm? Yeah. That was yeah. so cool. You uh, you think so? I think it's kind of dumb. Well, okay, like, he was holding it like someone who'd never held a gun because yeah. right. his wrist was all cocked. But the idea that someone would hold it with two hands, like I am gonna curse you so hard. I like the way I, I do like the way a lot of people everybody kind of baby holds with their the bathwater. Yeah. Anyway. That is the most yeah. Th- it's not here my lord, I'll lower you in. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. get on in there. Never well, liked you anyway. Peace. He, he didn't hire worm tongue because he was like good at this. He was yeah. just like okay fine, just do it. Or yeah, yeah worm, worm tail. Well, well same exactly, character. Though. Yeah. I like the way I do like the way he plays this with the he's like okay steady steady. Like he yanks it back, like the bone might burn him. This is pretty. This is a pretty good cut. You see the hand tumble off for just a couple frames before it cuts away. I also want to give props to some people who've been spreading our our word online. My buddy Drew McWeeny over at Hipfix has just retweeted us. As oh, well. hey, yeah. thank you, Drew. If you're as, watching, 
as well as uh, my friend, uh, uh, adult film actress, April O'Neil. So thank you both uh, guys Yay! for the uh, publicity. April Donations. Donations. At Undo. At Undo, yes. At Undo. Hi, April. Hi, hi Drew. Can we point out that... I, 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 I love Film Nerd 2.0, Drew. <laughs> I, I love the, the birth of... From this point on until it's awesome. Harry escapes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Is there yeah, is there room in the I pornographic industry movie. for a male actor with a Ninja Turtle gimmick? Uh, not what? sure. What? Well, it's April O'Neil. Okay. It depends oh, no, on how I, good you break down. I'm seriously not- kind of angry at her though because she uh she she emailed me um uh Ninja Turtle hentai once oh. and that kind of killed my boner for about a month. <laughs> uh, that was I, I emailed her. I'm like not cool, man. I like the way. Did it kill cool. it with nunchucks? No, it's, I don't want to. You'll never look at Crank yeah. the same way. Oh. Uh, so. I like the way he continues to form. I, yeah. I almost like the early, the really emaciated. Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. He almost looks like like one of the Thestrals in a way, kind of the way he's right. sunken in. But um, this whole ritual so, in the graveyard. Sorry, like did he just make this up and hope for the best? Because I have a hard time believing it would be something that was already that already invented. existed. Yeah. So it's just like, well, let's do some things and hope it works. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking Voldemort's powerful enough to like figure that kind of stuff out he's yeah. really really intelligent in the dark arts so i'm sure he's so versed in it he can do something like that but more uh darth praxis in the chat has I a really think disturbing that's uh I notion am, here he, which he's I'm, got a, i've never even heard yeah, of yeah that one he's got before. an interesting imp- he's like in the book it's heavily implied i'm like pretty sure that's not hold implied on, at all on. yeah the, that the, is the, absolutely not implied anywhere yeah the comment says this scene is way more horrifying in the book because it's heavily implied that voldy was put in the baby body by wormtail Raping Bertha Jorkins and putting Voldy into the resur- resulting Not fetus. Not a fact. Praxis, I, I'm sorry, but if that's what you got out of this, you and I can't be friends. Yeah, it's it's. Like, I mean, we'll it's, just never sit next to each other on a couch. It's it's implied. Yeah. What's implied is that Bertha Jorkins, they kill, they they take Bertha Jorkins' information Alex just and then kill her. Chair into my genitals, so and, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> I like I like the establishment Again. of the. Um, of the smoky Death Eater look, which yeah, they, they wind up great. using yeah, that's, forever. I really dig this. Yeah, I re- actually, this is one of those things where it actually, I really like the visualization better here yeah, than, than in the book. As opposed to them just popping up and yep. apparating. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it does it does undermine Voldemort a little later because in the in the book, he's the only one who can do that. And it's a big deal when he's flying without a broomstick or anything and pursuing Harry in Deathly Hallows. But... I it's okay. I don't let's mind let's talk about Ray Fiennes here for a minute. I oh, okay. say, I really like it. The it get, he gets extraordinarily broad. Yeah. Um. You know, later on, but at least for this movie, I was really, really. This scene brings I, this I, movie home for me. Yeah. This, I was going to say this is like the this is like the best way to end this movie. This is. I mean, they they picked first of all, Ray Fiennes is great for it. But if you had to pick a guy that you were going to have to paint out his nose. Like, he's got the biggest nose of any actor that I can think of. And I feel bad for the, for the visual effects. Benedict Cumberbatch is almost all the way to Voldemort face on his is. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. I mean, it would oh. be like no effort. Yeah, and but he does a great job. I remember even now this is, the, the you know, the, the uh, digital work removing his nose is, is wonderful. I still... I mean, the, every shot with him, they have to they have to screw with his face anyway. So I wish that they had changed his eyes to red. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to put the contacts in because it would have messed with his performance. They said, "I don't think that's true at all. I think he just didn't want to wear the frigging contacts." I think I've seen actors hit. perform in contacts before. Yeah, and so so that's fine. But it's like, okay, if he gets the performance in you, and he's got blue eyes, he's got light blue eyes. They're the easiest kind that, of that eyes foot to cover. The face Correct. thing is so cool. Yeah. And dismissive mm-hmm. and totally tells you everything. But you need. Um, 
I'm. It's super nitpicky. He plays it great even without the red eyes to the point that I forget. A- except when I watch the scene because he, he opens his eyes and he's got like the tat slits and then they, they fade away to normal. And I'm like, oh, right, he's supposed to have red eyes. Damn it, I wish they'd done that. I spend the next five minutes thinking that and then I get over it because he's still great. I originally thought in the book that he was actually a lot more chill than he was in the um, the movie because he's like... I know at one point he starts like running around the circle. Yeah, and like he, he he's is. a bit broad. In yeah, this he's movie. way more broad in the movie. Yeah. And I thought in the he just like Dumbledore, he's kind of muted. Yeah, the way uh, he plays he plays himself, and then in the movie he's just really, really, really yeah out there. And I was at first when I first saw, I was like, that's Voldemort. Yeah, he's not very scary. I'm okay. Until I'm okay. he starts getting close to Harry yeah. and he starts touching him and he like you know puts his foot on Cedric. That that was much better. I'm but I'm okay with him being the way he is in a way because he's like I have not had a body for 13 years. I'm just he gonna also, kind of prance around and enjoy moves, it. He moves a little snakeish. Yeah. Uh, but he's described in the books over and over as having a voice that's very high yeah. and very cold. Yeah. And there's certain moments like, like this right like here Steve where Buscemi? he goes, I can touch you yeah. now. But like when I when I was reading the books, Dude, I was just hearing, imagine Stefan's voice. No, 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 no. What I imagined <laughs> when I was reading the books was uh, Moriarty's voice from the new Hi. Sherlock. Hi. Hi. Well, not that. that <laughs> no, you won't. That was, yeah. Uh, but but I do I do love this normal. bit with Voldemort like the way he's racing around he's like I'm so excited I'm a kid I'm, a, I'm I have a new toy yeah you know I so. kind of wanted an effect there uh, when Voldemort touches Harry's oh, scar when he oh yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted something I there. wanted I thought it would be cool if the scar basically turned fresh and like started bleeding yeah bleeding when he or did something that, that would have been a cool moment so basically this is the beach scene from Karate Kid. Tiviata's um, curse was directly to his nuts, by the way. There's no other way to interpret <laughs> that. He's like, Crucio, and Harry's just like, Ugh! He's truly he's, evil. He's, he's he's just going for it. I mean, he says Crucio, and then he says it again to take it off, which is not how spell works, but it's it's okay. Just, it's like, it's slash Crucio. Crucio. Yeah, he just enjoys it. Crucio! <laughs> that was Mickey Mouse and not Voldemort, really, but... Hi, kids! <laughs> I can touch him now! <laughs> yeah, now watch it. <laughs> Did you guys already discuss how much Daniel Radcliffe emotes in the movie? I don't know if you guys like, like uh, but, he well, I not not directly, but we we, we had a lengthy discussion about Hermione's eyebrows. Oh, well, um, yeah, her eyebrows are ridiculous. eyebrows are they're just they're hypnotic, like a lava lamp. But he has to, he spends a lot of time just emoting. But I mean, in moments like this, it's like he's got to yeah. make the decision. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go face death now. And that sucks, but okay. Yeah, that, that's literally in the book. That's the thing. He's like hiding behind there, and he's like, "Welp, if yeah. I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die like Cedric did." Yeah, I'm gonna die like a man standing. That's basically what he learns from Cedric. Is like, well, yeah. you face like it, bitch, and though. if it's too Cedric much, yeah. If, like if, if Cedric had, I mean, honestly, if Cedric listened to, Vol, uh, to Voldemort to Harry, he could have got out of there. I yeah. love this. I th- yeah. I always thought this was great. The the whole plasma thing was not in the books, but as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, that's friggin' awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the dripping effect. Yeah, I the, love the drip. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff coming off. Although, Voldemort of is supposed like to be that. a little bit more freaked out here. He's sort of like, oh, I have no idea what's happening right now. This is Not, weird. Yeah, nice Voldemort little, nice should be way more freaked out that Harry is just instantly yeah. dead. Mike, yeah. is it your thing that you don't like that this just became the default all wands do this it, all the time? It very much thing? is. It very yeah. much is. It's a really creative. It's a great effect. I prefer is, this where it like throws slag to just random glowing. Yeah, this is supposed, but this is supposed to be something exclusive between them. Wait, and wait, because they're sister wands. When does Priori and Cantatum happen that isn't here? Oh, in the next when when with Voldemort and anytime when anytime. Voldemort and Dumbledore fight and when no because the no. two wands meeting that can happen 
that's not established. The two well, the it, two it's spells meeting. But the, but the reason Priori and Cantatum happens is because the two wands meet and then he like forces it down into Well, well that's why Voldemort's this wand. that's why this element happens, but yes. the the fact of the wands connecting the even that, that yeah, the yeah. dead people coming back is one thing, but the two wands connecting the way they do I think they connected automatically is the is the idea right. because because they're But it's never it's never it's a that is a unique thing to their wands because yeah. of the yes. twin cores. And in the in the books, uh, yeah, in the in the book, it's just them. And in the movies, it's like anytime wizards fight, that's their opening well, move. Well, is is does that happen specifically with like two jets of light, or is it just like Voldemort throwing fire and then he catches it and throws it back as water, kind of like Dooku and Yoda? I'm trying to remember what the Voldemort Dumbledore fight looks like. In the in the book, <laughs> oh, it's very much back and this, forth. This part is so sad. This is this is legitimately yeah, throughout legitimately this movie. His dad reminds me of like James May from Top Gear, just kind of like huh, and silly yeah. and kind of. But then here, oh man, his it's dad so is messed up. It's represent it, it's. In the book, it's it's uh, a little bit better because it represents Cedric is Cedric is actually a pretty cool guy, and his dad's the one who's like, ah, hey, you know, you beat Harry Harry Potter got beat by my boy, and blah blah. blah. And Cedric's like, Dad, stop! It's come on, stop being like that. Yeah. Um. And uh, but the, it, it's still legitimately, like you say, heart wrenching when when his dad is crying over his body, and and yeah. I think it's, uh, I I think Radcliffe does a great job here, even though. Yeah. Even though in the books it specifically says he's too terrified to cry, like he can't, he's too freaked out. I think it's fine that they do it here, where he's just he barely he barely escaped with his life, yeah. and he's just letting. It I all do out. like how he won't let go of Cedric's body. Yeah. like he's just like this is all I know right now. I can't let go of it. Yeah, yeah. Not even so. being a father, I like I think we all can connect to like yeah the grief you. That's have horrifying. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially when he's like your golden boy too. I think he's probably I th- is Cedric. Do we yeah. know if he's an only child in the family? I, I think he is because yeah. he's he's so proud of him. It was never like, yeah. Even when I first saw it, it wasn't uh, Harry's despair that like got me. It was this guy yeah. doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that got me bad. Yeah, and Harry still. Yeah, come on, come on, you're good. Which. No, it is not. Wait, Dumbledore, Kyle, wait, Kyle, Dumbledore say, wait, say that again, Kyle. I said that seems to me like what the real Moody would do. Dumbledore specifically says um, that's what gave him away. Yeah. When Moody takes him away, he's like the real Moody would never have taken you away from the scene right. with me. Really, because like my thing would be like you know how like when whenever something like bad happens and security contractors or bodyguards are around, their first thing is like grab them by the scruff of the neck and get them out right, of there, right, but away from the the commotion. But the thing is, the thing is, if you're looking for someone to if you're looking, you need to protect someone. Like something bad has just gone down, and he needs to be protected. He needs to stay as close to Dumbledore as possible. And and he's and Dumbledore says Moody knows that. So the fact that this guy took you away meant he was trying to get you away from me, and that's what gave gave him away, and why Dumbledore came came rushing up. And we might miss it because someone else might have a good point they're working on when we get to it. But when when Dumbledore busts into this office, it is awesome. One of the coolest. Like Gam- like you don't I think th- of Gambon as a badass. I think it. I I. I think Gammon could have done it much better if they'd... That's the one scene that I wish they'd amped up. That's the moment where it's like he he comes in and it looks like he's about to burst The sound design does a lot for it, yeah. too. Because you, before the the like wall explodes, you hear someone yell Expelliarmus, yeah. and you're like, oh. I also... I'm also sad that they didn't... They left out... He, they introduced the faux glass... And then they don't use it as a device, which is what it's used yeah, as. Yeah, if it were sitting and it's there such in the a, background just going yeah. up and no one noticed it. Or even, or even yeah, exploding. occasionally cutting to it and just the, the, the idea is that the shapes of your enemies are coming clearer. And then right before they burst in, you know, Snape, uh, Dumbledore, and, and McGonagall all became 
becomes super a clear. Very, very, very clear silhouette of Dumbledore. Yeah, which was which is what happens in the book. So I'm actually really surprised that they established the faux glass, and it's this super visual cinematic thing, and they don't use it <laughs> for for the the ultimate purpose that it was introduced for. So. Yeah, and and he's panicking here and and stuff like that. That to me, this should be the moment where he's like, "I didn't say anything about a graveyard." That was like, "Oh, uh, so." But that I'm that device happens eater. a lot. That that's like yeah, the that's default trope yeah. for getting out of a lie. Yeah, but at this point, we already know that something is up with Moody, as opposed uh, like Moody is not who he appears to be, or something like that, as opposed to Mad Eye Moody. The deep end, yeah, yeah. Mad Eye Moody is so as opposed to Mad Eye Moody is a different person than I thought he was. It's this person is not Mad Eye Moody, you know, because of the the polyjuice, and it's just like, yeah, we're gonna introduce it. I think this Michael? this movie intru- uh, assumed that the audience had read the book, as we discussed. Yes, I was just gonna say, are you Mad Eye Moody? No, I don't know, man. Polyjuice potions everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you would think, like I said, that there's got to be some way to to test before you, you you've walk into. You've got to be really books. clever to make it, supposedly. Yeah. I, yeah, you got to be really clever to make it, which everyone does every five minutes. Well, dude, I don't think they have a test. I can't think of any. Yeah, test you shove a have. wand into someone's face and ask them something that only they. Yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, they, yeah, that's right, a great yeah. test. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they did that in Deathly Hollows when everybody came back and they're like, "Uh, you know about this thing?" And yeah. yeah. What's my favorite color? I think no, yellow. Yeah. What is Gilderoy Lockhart's favorite color? It's like, oh, crap. Lilac. Lilac. Rain- Rainbow, probably. I think the gold standard for actor pretending to be a polymorphed of some kind. Nowadays, yeah. it's Another ham sandwich. Is, is yeah. actually an X-Men 2. I think the people playing Mystique, like... Uh, uh, yeah, this is the moment. This is the first time that Dumbledore should be anything other than whimsical. The other time, did you like, see that? Oh, something crazy. And he comes in. <laughs> he, he literally grabs him by the neck like a G, yeah. and then Snape just rolls up and pours a bottle of it down his face yeah. like a G, without even without even like <laughs> changing his face. Snape's just like tilt. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Yeah. Dr. Submarine makes a great point. He's like, I love how Harry is having this disturbing emotional moment, and the focus is entirely on Mad Eye Moody. Instead of and Harry. of course, I, l- I love this Russian doll uh, treasure chest. It's been right pointed here. out many times, but David Tennant has a box that's bigger on the inside. Right, oh. <laughs> and there he is at the bottom, and has yeah. a naked man in it. Well, why not? <laughs> this is this. I think this would have worked so much better if if it was the real Moody the, through the whole year, and Barty Crouch just impersonated him at towards the times. End. It, it, just to yeah. step in and give and give the Sorry. hints. No, then, I agree, I actually leaves. agree because the problem the problem then becomes in order of the phoenix. It's like oh we don't we know this character but we don't but he's exactly right. the same so right. we're essentially acting like we already know this character. It, that was funny. Snape. They just established that that Mad Eye's in the box and that the the guy that was pretending to be Mad Eye wasn't. And then after both of those things happens, Snape, who's the potions master, picks up the flask from the ground, sniffs it and goes, "Polyjuice potion." Yeah. <laughs> oh, for real, bro? Are are you serious? To Dumbledore. Dang, man. I'm glad I got you yeah, here. I'm really glad I David hired you and Tennant. gave you tenure. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to see David Tennant and things other than yeah. who at this point. I still want to see what was it? Fright Night? Yeah, Friday Night. He does, actually, I saw Friday Night. Uh, he's great in Friday Night, the new no, one. No, I love David Tennant. I'd say he's my least favorite part. What of is Friday the, Night. I, I dug the, it. I totally dug. What that. is the purpose of showing 
Harry's... I don't know. It's supposed to be symbolic, cut. but it doesn't make any sense. You know, I think we really should have seen Snape's dark mark at some point in yeah. this. Yeah. What I... I really am upset by the fact that we lose uh, the, the parting of the ways, as the, as the chapter is called. We lose the segment where Harry is telling his story, Fudge comes in and basically... Uh, well, first of all, they bring, they bring Fudge in to talk to uh, uh, Crouch, and Fudge is like, you know, he's a total wuss, and he brings a Dementor with him, and the Dementor, who is on the side of Voldemort, immediately kisses uh, Crouch to right. make sure he cannot give testimony. Uh, I don't think the Dementor would have been on Voldemort's side. Well, I, I, at any he rate... He probably wouldn't know Yeah, that. it I, does that immediately, well, yeah, and because, so he can't because give... Because Fudge probably was immediately right. like... He can't give testimony, and so Fudge, you know, there, there's a big argument with him and, and McGonagall, and, and Dumbledore is giving, is telling him, look, Voldemort's back. you got to get on this. If you get ahead of this, you can save the world. You can, we can get ahead of this. There is still time, and Fudge doesn't believe him because of Rita Skeeter and because he's too afraid to right. and all of that, and that is a great, I would rather have that scene where they're pre- where they're preparing, it's like okay, we gotta get the Avengers back together and do the whole thing, and leave off on that kind of cliffhanger. Then have this elegy for Cedric, and have the moment where the other guys go, you know, the other schools go away, and it's like, you know, the the weird kind of hopeful moment where everything's going to change. Yes, it is. Look how beautiful the sunset is. It's like, no, 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 that's not where we're at in this movie. Yeah, right. Where we're at, at in this the movie end of the is, book, it's like, yeah, shit. yeah, things have gone, things are going downhill. Uh, and yeah, the um, the end of the book is is a terrible like oh no what's going on and then three three years yeah. after that there was and what and what's what was great it was awful at the time of you know because there's all that anticipation what's great about that and we'll get into is Voldemort is back something is you know it's gonna be this explosive thing and then you get to Order of the Phoenix and it's like right the whole come time. on. What's happening? What's, and you write it, but, but what's great is that that's the way Harry is written in that book. Harry's like, something, come on, guys, something is happening. They're like, chill out, Harry. He's like, no, guys, listen, Voldemort is back. And they're like, we know, that's but he's going to do something. And it's like, that's no. a brilliant thing because you and Harry are both like, no, I saw that happen. Yeah, something, something's exactly. going to happen. Yeah, we'll talk. Okay. And this scene is the other one that is like, are you kidding me right he says all of the most useful they cut out all of the useful the parts useful about stuff. you've got right, the twin yeah. cores in your wand and you've you know this whole thing he's like he's like oh our wands connected and he's like prairie and cantatum what does that mean who cares let's it's talk about something probably anyway <laughs> did you see did you see your parents yeah well no spell can bring back the dead it's like that you, you left in all of the exactly useless parts thanks of jerk. that scene real thanks quick in the in. chat room the walking dude Says cricket over for the day. Australia took six wickets at my rate of twenty dollars per. I donate one hundred and twenty dollars. Thank you very oh, much, oh, walking right, dude, man. from the land down under. We appreciate Australia. it. Uh, uh, on Twitter at the via hashtag What Are You Doing Movie Potter um, or Wadden Potter. Too. Zach has a question which I think is pretty interesting. Would the book ap- uh, adaptations be better as a TV series instead of films for continuity purposes, much like Game of Thrones? I maintain no. I I maintain that th- these actually do work as feature films under themselves strictly from a sense of structure. Yeah. I feel like the the school year structure, you know, school year per book is, is a good structure for that and I feel like it, it would be hard to you'd be finding yourself filling gaps a lot more just yeah. to make episodes. I don't see how you I don't see how you make Philosopher's Stone into 10 hours. I really don't. Yeah. And you uh, get, it's a season. 
That's, that, that's even so. Is, but, is each school year? Well, I'm saying, but Philosopher's Stone is so short. How do right. you do that and have it still have you, interesting? You pat things? it. I mean, well, exactly. Well, not to like, mention the fact yeah. that no one will watch the first two seasons of that show. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's, it's, it's one thing because there's so much that consistently happens uh, in Game of Thrones from chapter to chapter, and where they do fill in, it's literally it helps just the overall. Uh, it, it just helps the overall characterizations of of these characters that you know are going to do something bigger later, and. Harry Potter, I feel like these definitely have arcs that that start and land somewhere very specific, and it does just lend itself better to a three act structure movie yeah. than a, than, Gen- than just a series. I legitimately yeah. think that all of these movies, the the you know the issues with them, all these movies could be a, made so much better and and essentially brought as as perfectly as you could make movies out of these very long books yeah. by changing. Probably five minutes. Yeah, you know, each exactly. one. The worst, the 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 most problematic one. You change five minutes, like this one. Like I said, you cut the elegy and you cut this business. You get the parting of the ways, and you get Dumbledore explaining what happened in the graveyard yeah. with the wands and stuff. Boom! This movie, for all its tonal problems and stuff, I could live don't, with all of those if the ending was right. Don't you? Right. Okay. Well, the ending is important. That, that hey, reminds yeah. the point I was about. Ryan Weaver is here. Ryan Weaver, everybody. And whereas here, they're like, at, the this everything is about yeah. to change. Thing is awful, but. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, if, if uh, you had those five minutes changed, if that was the movie that we had, don't you think there'd be another five minutes you wish were different? Probably. Like, it, there, it's, it would always be, like, yeah. there's always something left. That's true. Know? That's true. Well, if if those five minutes were different, then I'd be complaining more about the tonal problems. Also yeah. want to point out in the chat, uh, the, uh, the walking dude, uh, the the one twenty he donated for cricket is in addition to his one hundred and sixty dollars he's donating for the bull score and seventy uh, five points. Yeah, one hundred fifty. So, so massive props yeah. to you, everybody. Thank else. you very much, walking dude. Come on, wow. Yeah, we're, we're saving lives. Spirit here. of giving. Look, you know, get up there. You're probably getting home from from drinking at this point. You probably didn't spend as much. Uh, at, at, you know, so pass the savings on to malaria. And, uh, and 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 really, yeah. We just got past Black Friday. You saved a ton of money. Seriously, three bucks for a malaria net. Just Seriously. three. That's all we're asking per person in the world. And there goes the ship. Uh, the ja- the Jack Sparrow maneuver. Yeah. Hi, Chloe Z. Hi. She's back. Um, Chloe's Here for been, guilt. Chloe has been my uh, massive sous chef helper uh, in the I kitchen. And so wonderful, wonderful f- food so far. Thank you very oh, much. No problem, More round of applause for that. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And again. Into- and by the way, this credit sequence. Hey, by the way, you guys. Halfway done. Yeah. Halfway done. This credit sequence takes like 20 minutes because each each thing is floats down on a, on a little <laughs> sheet for, yeah, for the first half of it. Away. Yeah. Of all things. Like, it, the- is, it is legitimately like a 12 minute. It's cool. a bit silly. Like the post credit sequence, the, the credits are always good in all these movies. Like, and for, you know, Azkaban is great because it's the Marauders map yeah. and that's a theme to it. This is just burnt pieces of paper flying yeah. out. It's I get it's supposed to be this order from the uh, from the Goblet of Fire, but damn, what a slow delivery yeah. system. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, the, the, the thing about the Marauders map was there was like a bunch of like stuff happening yeah. that you could, you know, wow, that is a couple doing it. Yeah. That's cool. There we go. An um, hour. But this still takes a while. They, they spend a lot of time per name, which is great if your name is up there, I guess. But for the rest <laughs> of us, we're like, um. Everyone who's not Emma Watson. They deserve respect. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> Wait, are we still yeah. doing the Robbie Coltrane thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah we got to do that. It's the Coltrane, Robbie Coltrane. You missed yeah. that. We'll, Baby. we'll catch you. I don't. Up. I wouldn't say I missed it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, I was fine. Avoided. I was good. <laughs> Sidestepped. 
dodged. But Any I, of those words are good. But I, I, I will say uh, we just saw Brandon Gleason's uh, uh, name up there, and yep. and we were talking about the character, uh, the character and the portrayal. But uh, another person who, as soon as it's like we're casting Mad Eye Moody, Brandon Gleason, yep, IMDb, done. who's that? Yeah, him. Yeah, him. That Put guy. the eye on him, and he's that guy. Absolutely. Have him here Wednesday. Yeah. All right. So let me ask a question for the gentleman behind me, Antoine. In terms of uh, wrapping this movie up. You said that Goblet of Fire has fallen pretty far in your esteem since you first saw it. Have has there been a movie that can, like accordingly went really high up since you first saw it? Have you like? All right, like, here's my here's my list because I didn't remember it because I know I posted it on Facebook like a while ago and I forgot what. Get your face were. in that mic, man. Okay, there you right, go. Here? right yeah. here. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, oh, good. oh, nice. Good. Okay, there you go. Um, okay, so my first one's Azkaban. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, good okay, man. First one's Azkaban. Second one is oh, what is my second one? Well, Half-Life Prince Everyone is my second one. Yeah, I know. They're like, no, wrong, wrong. We're like writing it down. Mm-mm, no, uh, yeah. that's, that's three. Second, I'm sorry, you got to put that. Um, We're not friends Half-Life anymore. Prince, third one is got to be one of the Deadly Hollows. They, I don't really know about Deadly Hollows because it's still new to me, and I haven't, I haven't really um, revisited them. They haven't uh, sank in yet. yet. Um, so yeah, about those. So uh, this is below your. This is below your top five. Th- yeah, this is definitely first is my top five. Yeah. Then this one. Yeah, and then the top, I know the bottom two are uh, Sorcerers and Chambers, not because they're bad, it's just they're my least favorite, like, that's right. all. Uh-huh. Um, Chamber being at the very bottom, Sorcerers being second to last, <laughs> then it'll be Goblet, so that's exactly how it goes. That's how it goes. I remember. Cool. Yes. Ryan? From the, from the bat. What about you? Do you have an opinion on Goblet of Fire beyond, hey, look, that was a Harry Potter movie again? That was a Harry Potter movie again. No, for, I, I, uh, um, I never read the books. Hi, I'm popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I actually them. rather enjoyed experiencing it for the first time as feature films and having no real context. I deliberately avoided spoilers and things like I'm that. I'm glad you're here, actually, because I want to talk in the in the later films about whether or not the plot makes yeah. sense to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting thing. And there's there's not a lot of other sort of franchises that were, you know, Twilight? Yeah. What? I, you know, where you really can... I, I get to sort of experience it and then interact and, and talk about that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, like a lot of these, and because I don't like rewatch them a lot, it's kind of like a lot of it slurs together. So I, I mix up like what's in which movies and stuff. I mean, I basically kind of know. But um, I recall Azkaban Ask- being my favorite, and I think that's potentially the most I can say. And I think a lot of that is actually sort of reaction um, in the context of when it came out, it was refreshing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think potentially if I watched it again, I might not you know, think as highly of it, but like overall, you know, the, these are all really cool. I, I even like the first one, you know, like I, I, it was whimsical and interesting, you know, and huge and, and, uh, you know, you don't see this much sort of care and attention given to quote unquote children's movies. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously it's, it grew as the children did, you know, as a, as a franchise going all the way through to the end. And that was another really cool quality about the whole thing in general, but ranking them, I w- would not be so good at, you know, but, um, right on. Is the next one the one where? <laughs> Never go mind. On. I'm not even. Order of the Phoenix. No, 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 go for it. <laughs> it's one with the robot. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eddie Doty, what's your summary on Goblet? Uh, you know, it's it's a uh, again, it's one of those it, odd choices. It's just a uh, zig when you should have zagged. I feel like in a lot of the choices for this. Uh, in some ways, as Mike said at the beginning, it's it's very accurate in terms of how it adapts. I give it a lot of props for getting the bullet points down. But in some kind of key moments, I feel like the movie makes choices that are not to the service of what it's trying to do. 
Um, and at the end of the day, Mike Newell is not the guy. I, I it was it was I questioned the choice He's from the beginning. Not the guy. He's not I the guy for this was. movie. You could have had Mike Newell for Sorcerer Stone or uh, not Sorcerer Stone. You could have had him for Chamber of Secrets. I think he would have done better. Yeah. You could have. I think. I think. I think. Uh, uh, any like it definitely not Azkaban. Don't don't put, keep him away from there. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like there are other movies in the series. Even um, Order of the Phoenix. I think he could have done. A little bit better at because that's uh you know, he's a little bit better at managing an ensemble that's like a team. I feel like he could have managed that a little bit better. This one, I just feel like this needed a different hand. Um, but at the end of the day, the you know the direction just kind of comes across like he's a mechanic and uh just kind of keeping the parts moving. Uh, and not and unfortunately the parts he's interested in moving are not the things I'm interested in necessarily seeing or focusing on a lot of times. So uh you know it's it, it stands it's. Probably like my least favorite or my second least favorite, but again, it's not it's not an aggressively awful movie or anything like that. Darkman, put this movie to bed, will you? Did, did Chloe get to go? Yeah, Chloe, oh. do it. Do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Tell us your thoughts on the well, Goblet no, of Fire. Uh, film. Goblet of Fire is the one where I keep forgetting that they didn't do that in the movie. <laughs> right. Like I, in my head, have a very serious vision of Rita Skeeter becoming a beetle and upon revisiting i was like oh they did what where right. where was that scene that wasn't where there? did that memory come from where why why do i remember that that was the this is the movie that i have the most i guess i didn't it didn't bother me when i saw the movie because i didn't realize they weren't doing it mm. i guess i don't know because i filled in a bunch of gaps myself i'm like yeah and she's an animagus and i'm high the whole time i have no idea um i liked this movie it's very fun it's it moves faster than the rest of them, despite the lack of like the first one moves really, really fast because you're like wizards. Hi, like like Eddie made all the points about like you're just like and this is a thing and this is a thing and you're introducing the world. I think this one is like and every 25 years we kill three people. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so then we came the Hunger Games. Yeah, it's we it's a tiny, tiny Hunger Games with dragons. What's up? <laughs> um, but I, I green light. This yeah, hold a typing fanfic right now. <laughs> fanfic that's going to become um, Fifty Shades of Grey and get huge publication. Or deals. something. Know, right? It's a it's a really fun movie. It's not, it doesn't go with the books. It. I'm not sure how much sense it makes because I apparently made my own sense out of it. Uh-huh. There you go. Because um, I'm like, yeah, she's an animagus. That's why she knows stuff. Wait, right. they didn't do that. Oh, Hi. Ugh. I don't but know. But she didn't know anything that she couldn't have yeah, known. Yeah, she didn't in the, know anything. But she was really obnoxious, and people got pissed off, and so I was like, "Yeah, paparazzi, yeah. shake fist." Um, <laughs> so I like this movie. It has nothing. It has very little to do with a lot of the book. What, what's important about the book? I think it's a very fun movie, but I can see where the literature fans got pissed off. Right. Uh but you know, a movie is necessarily different. From the, the, the book, book. The test, yeah. it's that's just a thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very good movie. Uh, it's not the book, yeah. and that's just something we have to accept, right? Darkman, uh, what you were saying about Rita Skeeter is is a really good example of the 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 film tries to kind of have it both ways. It tries to be its own thing, but it also tries to adapt, and it can't. It doesn't manage to strike the balance. If you were really going to adapt it, you'd probably go the full measure and just excise Rita Skeeter. You don't need her right. as, the, as this plot plays out. She's in there because the fans want to see Rita Skeeter. I wanted to see Rita Skeeter, and I thought the three seconds she was on screen, she was brilliant. Um, but if you're not going to... If you're going to excise her 
purpose to the plot, then what is she there for? Why is she there? Well, do you think they, because they knew there would be so much of a heel in Umbridge that they kind of downplayed Skeeter just Maybe. because. I guess that's possible. They're like, we have a bunch of evil women yeah. in this they cert- that, you just, that exist to be hated. They certainly didn't know at the time that Rita Skeeter was going to be necessary because she writes uh, Dumbledore's biography later. Right. Um, they would not have known that at this time. But, but she's like someone who almost blatantly exists to be hated. Right. It's it's true, but she's not... She's basically a straw man. She's not pushed... She's not pushed enough. She's she's nowhere near enough in the in the movie to to uh, achieve that. And I'm harping on Rita Skeeter, but just in general, the the there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's like we got to put the Yule Ball in because we need the Yule Ball, I guess, and uh, Cho and whatever. And they spend a, a ton of time on that. That's you know, it, it can't decide what what story it's trying to tell. I think uh, coming off uh, Azkaban, Azkaban was very focused, and this yeah. one tried to be very. F- focus but it like you said it focus it chooses to focus things. on the wrong things yeah because mike newell is not this kind of director right um and i think whereas Quaron came in and he was like okay i'm not generally this kind of director but i know how to tell a story and everyone else is going to figure out the hard parts right uh, mike newell <laughs> mike newell was like okay i have all of these toys and i'm going to do it and uh and got bash, little, bash, bash, bash. yeah and got lost in you the made him sound like jacko from the energizer commercial yeah. in the 80s right <laughs> and so um I think it's definitely not uh, nearly my favorite. And like I said, I don't think it holds up uh, nearly as well as some of the other ones because you go back to the Columbus ones and you're sort of like, yeah, I guess this isn't so bad. I wouldn't necessarily watch this. But you watch this one, you're like, whoa, uh, this yeah. has trouble. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's... It, I mean, we were so far into the moment, momentum of this that it's like, well, it couldn't really kill the series. And to its credit... Um, Nails the rebirth of Voldemort and nails the casting yeah. of Voldemort, which is very yeah. important. The most important forward. stuff it has to do, it does. Yeah. Um. But it just it's it's like you, you, there's long stretches in the movie where you're just sort of, I mean, having read the book and actually I took my wife to this on a on our first Christmas date uh, when it came out. Oh, you and, charmer! Hi, uh, hey. Uh, and I think she's <laughs> watching watching right now. So hi, sweetie. But, hi. Um, you are but, a lovely um, woman. Yes. Uh, but I'm when I remember, I remember telling, I remember telling her like while we're watching, she's like, "So what's happening?" I'm like, "Trust me, some really cool stuff's gonna happen in a little bit. Like it, it, it's getting there. Trust me. There's gonna be a snake, and it's gonna be awesome, and <laughs> there's gonna be some cool stuff." So, but sadly, the movie it, it, you gotta wait a bit to get to those points. Yeah. Anyway, cool. So. so we're at the end of this movie. We are certainly not at the end of the day. No. Although we're gonna be, although we're gonna be off episode. When we hit it, uh, we will not be off stream. Yeah. In about, uh, let's see, what is it? 11 minutes, we're going to hit 12 hours live. Yeah. On this, what? On this mess. We're Hell halfway yes. through. Our, our, our number at the end of this movie is $2,782. Yeah, keep Seriously, it coming, guys. On, Thank you. Keep it going, you guys. We've we're got... Gonna- We've got so much more money to raise. We're going to have ourselves a... It's a, not for us. A yeah. great... Yeah, it's, it's not for us. It. It's not even going through us. You guys know that. We don't get a dime. Uh, we're going to have ourselves a good little intermission conversation here. Got a nice long break before we come back to uh, first MuggleNet and then uh, Order of the Phoenix. I'm so, still feeling good, guys. I stick can... around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dork man. <laughs> the dork machine over there. I don't yeah. think anyone's drunk yet. You're no. not going to fall asleep. You're just going to literally implode. Yeah. So <laughs> there's going to be a singularity in your I'm just, chair. My voice is going to get higher as I'm so... <laughs> and just... So as I always have to remember this 
is not the end of the stream, y'all. This is just for you people in the future. This has been What Are You Doing Movie. You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Subscribe to iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead. Facebook.com slash friendsinyourhead. Friendsinyourhead at gmail.com. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the, com- the conversation. It's a wonderful group of people, and it's getting bigger and bigger every single day. Buy our shirts. Give us money. We're not asking. We're just saying. Holden Hill Design. I'm the website, and he's sitting right to my right. And until next week, my name is T. Christie. Chloe Z. Eddie Doty. My scops. And this has been What Are You Doing, Movie? See you for the next one. Right. I was looking around like, who's beatboxing? Who's that? <laughs> Ryan. Who did that? Who did that? <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I, don't I feel even, fine. I'm not even worried I'm about it. I'm telling you, it was the coffee crust on the pork tenderloin, yeah. man. Yeah. And we yeah, got some, I just mainlined coffee beans in your I flipped bodies. on the web stream, you know, a half hour ago, and I was like, all right, let's see how they're doing. Because I was figuring there'd be yeah, 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 yeah. steam lost yeah, by now, but you no. guys are going strong. We're, we're, no. yeah, we're sitting in the worst position. We've got an open IV on Dork, man. He's just got Red Bull surging through him right now. I feel no. really good. I'm, yeah, I'm no, good. Kyle is Kyle is the hero, man. We're, we're over be, the hump. We're going to get through it. I think we should make a drinking game out of it. Every $1,000 we raise will feed uh, you a shot. Okay. Hey, I could do it. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, you guys. Hey, 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 guys. We're, hey, sh- sh- we're still streaming. We're still, streaming. Yeah, we're still on. Quiet. Got yeah. So Sorry, we got ourselves a bunch of really good intermission topics. Okay. Uh, All right. I want to bring up the I'll first right one back. that I I'm going wee wee. Our first intermission topic comes from Han Rose, who says, what do you guys think of the fan created idea that Neville was actually the chosen one. Yeah, I <laughs> here go Mike's coming back. back. Oh no, Mike's I mean, not even peeing. This is not fan created. It's almost. He was born the same day. Yeah, he was. yeah they, was, they address this in the books. Yeah, like it's yeah. a very clear he, thing. He was yeah. very close to being the chosen one. Well, the one. Fa- the yeah. the point in the books, the important point in the books, Seth. is that the the entire idea of the chosen one, uh, it's slightly a subversion. It's a fa- yeah. The the whole thing is she makes uh, Trelawney makes a prediction, but Dumbledore makes it very clear. He goes. The only reason this prophecy means anything is because Voldemort decided it meant something. If he had chosen to ignore you, if he had chosen to, because he only got half the prophecy, first of all. Right. And if he had chosen to ignore it, nothing would have have happened. If he had chosen Neville instead of Harry, possibly nothing would have happened. Uh, You know, Harry only survived because his mother, you know, sacrificed herself when she didn't have to and that's right. the big difference certainly neville's mother probably would have sacrificed herself she just didn't have the opportunity but she she didn't have the opportunity number one number two voldemort did not intend to kill lily potter exactly. he, he specifically intended to spare her for severus's sake uh and so she could have left she could have survived and she chose to stay and die whereas uh you know neville's mother alice longbottom she would have never been given that choice. She would have died for her right. son, but it would not have been the same thing. So all of these things come together for Voldemort. And and speaking of which, throughout the entire story, if at any point Voldemort decided, you know what, screw Harry Potter, I'm going to stop trying to kill him and just ignore him yep. and do my own thing, he would have been fine. Yep. Every time he goes after Harry, it leads to his downfall. It's bad. If he stopped, if he just went, you know what, no, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> but he's so full of the the pride and like, no, I have to figure out why I can't kill this kid. We're we're halfway through, and it's never it's never it is never clarified why he decided to kill Harry instead of Neville because he could have chosen. Right. We're halfway through the series. Voldemort now has a body again, and yep. he yeah. has friends. And what a body at that! If he was just mm. like, guys, mm. I, I've been spending some time over in Eastern Europe. I got this nice place in the forest. Yeah, why don't we just go out there and hang out? Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Set up a set up a, a farm to table restaurant. I don't know. Something. He doesn't. Yeah, he just... doesn't even need to do that. He's no, like he, he an amazing just, wizard. 
He can just do whatever castle. he wants. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, Have it's his really, own school? It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's ultimately sort of his own undoing. And, he could just go like away that. now. Uh, any other... What, what else do we want to cover in here? Oh, the other the other thing I, I was going to ask was... Oh. How Voldemort what? What? Who? We've got plenty of tweets. Y'all. Yeah, let's, let's, let's keep let's, talking. Let's keep well, talking my question it, yeah. was, why didn't, why didn't Bellatrix kill Neville? Uh, when? When she was torturing she, the Longbottoms? Oh, they weren't there. They weren't there it yeah. wasn't at their house. It was, yeah. it was on like a oh, mission it was, for the Oh, they were starting a fight? Yeah. Cool. From uh, Random Camel, Liam. Yeah. Uh, Wait and Potter. Oh, you're right. No, Jer- uh, Jeremy Whitman uh, uh, ex- gives, gives the reason he's right that, that they do mention. They think he went after Harry because Harry was more like him half because blood. he was he's a half blood. Yeah. No, as Harry, opposed Harry's to Neville, who's blood. a pure blood. Harry's pure blood. Well, there's Harry's pure Exactly. Yeah. And her, parent, poor, her, yeah. her mother Pure blood is if both of your parents are wizards. But if your grandparents are like... If your grandparents are, are muggle, are muggle yeah. then he's it's a quarter blood. considered half blood. Yeah, he's, he's quarter three blood. quarter blood. He's whatever he needs to be to get the scholarship. It, I was going to say, it's like claiming Native American yeah. on your scholarship. Okay. I technically could have, but I didn't. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. All right. Uh, Jeremy had a really good observation earlier, too. To he said uh, in the chat, and I, I just kind of docked it away to memory because it's great. He said, Joe Rowling is really good at remembering what it feels like to be a child. Yes. Yeah. Which, yes. that's a really good point. And I wonder if that, I wonder how much that has to, how that relates to the success of these books and how they connect with people. I think keeping that voice is really integral because all throughout, what it's not just the fact that she keeps the voice of a child, it's the fact that she keeps the voice of a child at different stages. Yeah. So as the child goes from being clearly the child into pre-adolescence, into adolescence, there's into subtle raging shifts. Adolescence. Into raging yeah. adolescence. There's subtle differences uh, between each of those. And she gets the gradient of each year perfect she gets it tonally perfect to the point where you get this weird sense of like of of like almost amnesia not amnesia but like where you're just remembering how you felt at that age especially if you had a little bit of distance from when you read these books i, I would have loved to have read these books when i was at that matching that was age. the experience i had exactly Harry, which is Harry awesome matched my age pretty yeah. much every year that i was reading the books for me i was in that weird play i was like 23 when i read the first book so i was in that point where i could like listen i could like very much remember what it felt like if i put on like arcade fire and like <laughs> and just sort of like tap into that like uh oh that sort of like happiness and melancholy and all those all those feels bro uh that that you that, that you capture so i think that's i think that's to her credit and to her great strength not just the fact that she gets the child's voice right but she understands how the child's voice evolves the only one that didn't match up for me was he didn't start chasing girls until like book four or five and I'm like, that happens, the, man. That by, happens. Yeah, for but by the time I was reading Philosopher's Stone, I was like, why? Well, this Hermione chick sounds nice. Why isn't he trying <laughs> to spend more time with her? Who's this Ron guy? Right, right, right. I was thinking about that earlier, but then I was like, well, he is going through a lot. He's got, he's and, got and some this was the like, He doesn't yeah. really have time on his mind, man. That's <laughs> just, the 90s, so he didn't discover like internet porn when he, he was, was trying six. to start a band, so, and he's, I, you know. What's interesting uh, next? Uh, yeah, it, this is. It's fortunate that this is the the dates. By the way, we haven't really mentioned it, but. Be- this is a period piece. Because of the, it's a period piece. It's in the '90s, and because of the few dates that yeah. she does give, you can, and people have, uh, you can get a timeline of exactly when the events happened. Right. In some cases, precisely to the date. It, when does in some cases, within a range of a couple weeks, but right. in many cases, precisely to the date. When does 9/11 happen? Uh, uh, it happens it, after. September 11, oh, okay, 2001. Yeah. This story. This story. When does it wrap up? It ends. This, in this story ends May 2nd, 1998. That's oh, the wow, date okay. of the Battle of Hogwarts. Right. So Harry probably was rocking a hypercolor shirt at one point, and he was really maybe some cross Millennium Bridge Motown in yeah. Yeah. And oh, come on, guys. What's your name's got an iPod, and the Millennium Bridge is like collapses in London. That's yeah. Who has an iPod? 
in the in the in the movies they sh- they they modernize it. it. Yeah. So yeah. the Millennium Bridge books? should not exist in Half Blood Well, okay, but yeah, whatever. Uh, but who has an iPhone in the movies? I don't think anyone has an iPhone. Oh, at the yeah, yeah at the diner. Oh, yeah. All right, our next Twitter question comes from Random Camel. Hey, Wade and Potter. It would. Character oh. you wish. I don't know. I said whatever. <laughs> character you wish had more screen time. Peace, Luna Lovegood. Peace, peace, oh, Luna. Peace, I'm I'm peace, madly peace, in love peace. with Luna Lovegood. I think she's awesome as a character. I think she uh she's fascinating in the books, and I think she was miscast in the movies. And no. I th- hold on. Whoa, that was blasphemous. Like seriously. Jesus. Wow. Okay. For one million dollars. I think there was I love one- her. I, I I don't. I'm not think. She, I don't think she's bad in the movies. I think like I think somebody could have brought it home even more. I no, don't know. That girl was I born just, to play. Yeah, Luna that Luna. was Luna. All right, bro. She, all right. <laughs> she wrote. All right. Wow, I love yeah. that. Isn't the, she, all the heads just snap. Nah, do you know? Me, do you know yeah. the story of how that girl got that part? No, but well, I'm no. Sure tell me. Tell, tell, well, tell the, the story. This this the story is two parts. Basically, when she started writing. Uh, when, well, not started, but when she had published Order of the Phoenix, she gets lots of fan mail, and she got sure. mail from this girl, uh, this young girl who was like, "I love Luna. I am Luna. Like basically, really? I am Luna. You wrote a, you basically wrote about me, huh. and I love her. She's my favorite character." And Rowling was like, "Oh, that's cool," and I guess corresponded a little bit with her. Um, and then they put out this massive, you know. 15,000 open casting calls, just like they're doing for Star Wars right now. Right. And, uh, and, and they, they and cast. And that's interesting yeah, if and you they, ever watch it. And they cast a bunch, you know, they, they went through a bunch of people. I did not know that. And then they cast, they cast Ivana Lynch, and they, they told her, you know, it's getting down to the wire, and they're like, oh, you, just to let you know, we they found Luna, they cast her. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Who is it? And it's like, oh, it's this, um, you know, it's an unknown. Her name's Ivana Lynch. She's like, she wrote to me and she said she was Luna. She <laughs> told, awesome. I wrote, we wrote to each it's other. Like there, it's like Stan. It's like Eminem's song, Stan. Yeah. No, no, no. Wasn't there also a thing where like she was anorexic and like talking to JK about that and JK was like, oh my God, you, you can't be that. Well, yeah. now I'm really an asshole. If you want to be Luna Lovegood. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I won't be anymore. Yeah, yeah so Eddie, but you anymore. see, you see her. I like, I like, wow. your, I like your opinion and all that, but you are objectively wrong. Yeah. I, I but guess she, so. She, and you watch her, you watch her little uh, screen test, and it's really, it's actually really funny because she's, because again, she is totally Luna. She comes in and she goes, "I really feel like I just get this character." We're gonna have to have this whole conversation again in a yeah, minute, you know. It's she's she's I I just really connect with her, and I feel like I really understand her. And if you if you don't cast me, I mean that's all right. It's it's your decision, but I think it's the wrong one. Like she's <laughs> totally exactly Luna. That's exactly and Luna. that is exactly okay. That's, that's Luna. Exactly at what the, at the end of that sentence, I would have been like hired. Yeah, and they're like they're all watching and like she is so amazing because it's they're like it wasn't an arrogance. She's just like totally stating it as effects. Like, and you're that's making Luna. Luna. Yeah. That's Luna. She doesn't yeah. care if you agree with her or <laughs> yeah. think she's a lunatic or anything. She's just like. Yeah, well, this yeah. is this is what's going on. These are the facts. If you don't believe me, you're stupid. But look, I, I don't think she, I don't think she does a bad job by any stretch of the imagination. Just stop. I just felt just like stop it. no, 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 I just I felt like the, I felt like there was potential <laughs> to even like hit the gas on that character a little bit more. And Maybe. I just I know you my, know Kung she was Fu, one of my she was one of my favorite she was one of my favorite characters in the books. I loved her every minute she was on screen. I wanted more, but I also felt like you could have had more opportunity with her. It's I feel similarly to like. They could have done more. They could, they could have had more screen time, like we're talking about. Had more, I, I think had more screen time. And look, I'm I'm primarily basing my opinion on the first two movies that you see her in. Uh, I, it's you know I did not get a chance to watch the last three movies, rewatch them again before this. So maybe my opinion will change on that. Who are they going to cast? Zoe Deschanel? Dude, I don't. <laughs> she was actually yeah, Zoe Deschanel. No, was, all right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm, okay. I'm kiboshing this one. We okay. have to talk about her all all throughout the next three movies. I know, right? But really uh, quickly, but other, though, other characters. Well, wait, else? Ivana Lynch is on Twitter, so if like all 160 uh, of you can. Tweet to her about all this. Like, yeah. 
she's very into like the fandom and stuff like that. Totally so she can probably that, really up the malaria. D- yeah, fun, don't do so. the part that we just did though. Be like, hey, oh. we all love you. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, do that. Nothing part. against you. You're yeah. lovely. Like, there's I a man just... in the beard. There's a man with a beard who wants to talk to you. Oh, <laughs> just, just send her. Right. Send her forty. Okay, t- moving on. Forty moving tweets. Right along. Just moving like, on. there's right a man right with a beard who wants to talk to you. No, don't do that. Any please. other characters that we wish had more screen time? I like I said. I, 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 Keeter, I, I wish, wish all these movies were about Hagrid. As far as I'm concerned, I love yeah. Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid. There's could, a reason we're best friends, right? I love Hagrid. Aww. I love Hagrid. Oh, and I think easy. Robbie Coltrane gets forgotten because he is so good at his damn job. You forget he's not Hagrid. I love Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. Serious black. You know he and John Reese Davies could have switched jobs. There's that. Yeah, Sirius Black could probably use a little more screen time. You do, you yes. do get a sense of like, I th- and I think to the benefit of the story, when, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't argued, when Sirius finally does die, like, I feel like um, you, uh, <laughs> I feel like if Mike, you, in the chat room, Alex Ewing implores you to pee. Yeah. No, he's I, just making a note that I haven't yet. Yeah, he's just, he's just observing. I think if a little bit more time with Sirius would have made the emotional punch hit a little bit harder in Order of the Phoenix, because I think it falls just a... a Tiny flat and like and how it's well the, the, and what's the, supposed to do. Serious's we'll death is also a cop out. Yeah. I don't the like. Problem, I don't. Though, we're gonna get to that. I don't like that scene. That would yeah, that would be the scene me. that I would that totally. The problem with Serious Black is that he doesn't have anything to do throughout Order of the. Phoenix. He does he nothing cool. He's a bit of a ever. cipher. He's a bit of a cipher. He's he's a character that exists solely to do something for Harry and to Harry. You know, yeah. it's, it's to get to elicit a reaction and emotion from Harry. He has no. He's a, arc he has a promise. He's a promise of the future that Harry yeah. never gets. You know, exactly. you know that you know how in Unforgiven the whole thing is like everyone keeps talking about how William Money is this colossal badass right. who would just kill anyone like instantly with no effort, and he's just this to- total loser the entire time. And then you see him take a drink of whiskey, and it's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> Here um, it comes. Yeah, uh, Sirius. Everyone talks about how Sirius is like ah, Sirius Black, yeah, Sirius Black guys, uh, and then he shows up and he's just like Harry, you shouldn't do anything. Harry, don't do things. Harry, it's dumb when you do things. Harry, you shouldn't advance the plot. And then he <laughs> dies. And he right. never does anything interesting. Right, right, right. Well, and the, Sirius Black should swashbuckle his way to death. In the book, honestly. Well, he does in the book, but in the In, in the, the book, movie, yes. Yeah. In the book, yes. One of my favorite parts of the book is the fact that Bellatrix, when she dies, uh, dies laughing. And Harry like sees her laughing and is like, Oh, she's about to die because that's the exact thing that happened to Sirius when he died. He's laughing at Bellatrix right. when he dies. So he should be Jack Sparrow with a wand. Cool. Let's move on to another question. Yeah. Because I just realized that we're like killing all of our commentary content this way. Uh, well, we're, we're touching on it. We're touching we're not, on it. Yeah. We can always we're revisit com- it. We're going to repeat it. So who cares? Yeah. Our buddy Owen Ward at its own Ward asks, does having seven stories help or hinder the series? Could it have worked as a trilogy? No. No. I don't it think would so. not have worked as a trilogy, I which so. I mean, I mean. Uh, it barely works now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Seriously, it's eight. Seriously. It's eight films. I think. I think they could have focused it more, but I think, and I think, um, they could have spread the information a little bit more. I go back and forth on this because it's like, on the one hand, I like that each story has its own kind of uh, is doling out information, and each story is you know adding something to the world. But at the same time, it's like. It's a little weird that we don't hear about Horcruxes until nearly the very end. Yeah. We don't really start hunting them until literally yeah. the very end. And if that's going to be the whole story... But then again, I'm like, well, they didn't know about it. I mean, it's justified within the plot that they're they're figuring that out and they don't know any of that stuff. Which, of course, you can change if you're the author. But I go back and forth. There's some there's sometimes when I think, 
I would have liked it if if things had been you know spread out a little more. And there's times when I like that they're contained into the individual stories. But I don't think you could have reduced it much more than you have. I like Liam's question. Well, I, I uh, oh, okay. Before we get there, I, I completely agree, and I think ultimately the overarching story of the Harry Potter is just it's a story of adolescence, of going from of that bridge from child to adult, and and all of the things that it entails. And I don't think you can do that in a trilogy because it's more complicated than that. It's it's all it's. I mean, all the challenges are basically just blown out of proportion. Things of what every teenager sort of has to face. And uh, coming into adulthood and coming into your own. Well, let me sculpt. There's also wait, there's wait, also wait, an wait, element that we're going to start talking about. Sorry, where where it's built. They they call it um, a, a ring composition. I always refer thought of it as reflections of each other. Five reflects you know, it's three. Like, it's like poetry. Yeah. Rhymes. Five reflects three. Six reflects two. And seven reflects sure. one. And everything that's kind of introduced in the individual. It's like a, a pyramid. Everything that's yeah. introduced and built up of this world is progressively torn down in the in the mirroring book. Well, Cal, you're yeah. right because the deluminator comes right. back and. Well, book book three we. He gains serious into his life. Book five, he loses him. You know, right. books, book two, we're introduced to the diary. Book six, we discover what it is. You know, book one, he's introduced to the magical world and, gring, and all this beautiful things. Deluminator, Gringuts, and all that stuff. And in and Hogwarts, and in the seventh book, A all of that of is, is well. uh, torn down. Trendsinyourhead.com